Members of Congress expressed optimism Sunday about the prospects for reaching a deal to avoid the fiscal cliff. A fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is entering its third full day, and both Israelis and Palestinians... Bottom line, Senator, if uh, the president nominates Ambassador Rice to be the next Secretary of State or some other... Supplementary question. Do you personally believe that gay people are born gay? Impact segment tonight, the Talking Points memo... Hot damn politics. 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 I'm back now with the Brain Trust panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust panel. These niggas won't hold me back. 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 The brain trust panel. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Hot diggity damn politics. I put that shit on everything. People moving out, people moving in there Because of the color of the skin Run, 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 run but you so can't hide And I bought out a two for two Vote for me and I'll set you free Rap on, baby, rap on Well, the only person talking about love Segregation, determination, demonstration, integration, aggravation, humiliation, obligation to my nation.
contact with the virus. Animal is probably the source of this new virus. At some point, this virus jumped from animals to humans. It is now spreading across Asia. And while the risk of U.S. outbreak is still low, majority of Americans, the risk is very low. A SARS-like virus, which has infected hundreds in China, has now reached the United States. The first case is the deadly Chinese coronavirus making its way to the U.S. He came to Seattle January 15th, and within a day, he's diagnosed. It is a coronavirus. We don't know how contagious it is. Now called COVID-19. COVID-19. Over 100 cases, more than a dozen states. To unleash the full power of the federal government in this effort today, I am officially declaring a national emergency. Stay at home. That is the order tonight from four state governors. We've been asking people to stay at home during this pandemic. If you were planning to see friends this weekend, Maybe don't. What you're talking about is our 15 days to stop the spread initiative. We should be acting as if we have the virus, as Tony Fauci said. Stay at home. The message was met with skepticism. Shoppers stocking up on necessities. Shelves that usually hold toilet paper wiped clean. Shoppers rush into a Los Angeles Costco this morning with this warning. Supplies are being rationed to keep up with the unprecedented coronavirus panic shopping. Many people are buying too much, leaving empty shelves. Over these last few weeks, stay-at-home orders have turned America's densest and most vibrant cities into virtual ghost towns. Strict lockdown laws have turned the global city into a ghost town. We turn to Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Anthony Fauci of the National Institutes of Health. The 15 days that we had of mitigation clearly have had an effect. When we extended the guidelines from the 15-day guidelines to now 30 days. COVID-19 lockdown has been extended indefinitely in China's Chengdu city. 26 million people confined to their homes and no end in sight. This whole kind of dynamic of profiteering and the divergence of of vaccination and the regulatory process really arcing towards corruption control and private profit, the pharmaceutical industry accelerator amplified dramatically after the meeting between Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates in 2000. Those two men had kind of a synergistic 
effect on each other. So you have the, the entire biomedical research and the medical cartel globally now controlled by a tiny handful of men with Gates and Fauci driving it. And you've had this giant diversion of foreign aid dollars away from the traditional interests and intentions of foreign aid. Now virtually a huge percentage of it going to vaccine only and with no accountability, with nobody actually saying, are more lives being saved? Is quality of life improving? Is public health improving? It's just an ideology, it's religion. And there are high priests of that religion and you're not allowed to question them. Starting with AIDS and going through everything, uh, SARS and MERS and Zika and bird flu, they have one thing in common, Fauci at the center. We had the anthrax spore attacks. We did SARS in 2002, MERS 2003, bird flu in 2005, H1N1 2009. This is the same playbook, different virus. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation put up $10 billion in 2010 to make the decades of vaccines to be from 2010 to 2020. Another day of germ warfare and still no sign. The worst case of bioterrorism in this country. America strikes back. Anthrax, another infection. This time at NBC News and Rockefeller Plaza. In just a week's time, we have had four confirmed cases of anthrax, all with media connections and a number of anthrax scares as well. On October 5th, 2001, almost a month after the September 11th terrorist attacks on New York City, the Pentagon, and Western Pennsylvania, terror of another type struck. President Bush tries reassuring the nation after anthrax is found at a facility that handles mail going to the White House. On a week after 9-11, there was an anthrax attack. The anthrax attacks precipitated a new interest in our intelligence community and the Pentagon in bioweapons development. The Pentagon wanted to start developing bioweapons again, but it knew the only way it could legally do that is if it told the public and it was developing vaccines, and it was nervous and nobody would believe them. And so instead of doing the studies themselves, they began funneling the money through Tony Fauci. Ultimately, if civilians are going to need protection against anthrax, the answer may be found in a new vaccine. Dr. Fauci thinks the events of September 11th will speed that process. In, in usual times, that, that's a process that takes years and years. But I can tell you the amount of time that it's going to take, given the urgency of the situation, is going to be markedly truncated. I was there at the time when that was really launched. I know a lot of the people. I know where a lot of the bodies are buried, the nuance of what happened there, of the various groups that ended up acting in corrupt ways over time. I saw the uh, initiation of the company that we now call Emergent Biosystems and its role in aggressively protecting its estate, exclusive estate in anthrax vaccines. At Dyneport Vaccine Company, I took a position as the Associate Clinical Research Director. I played a role in almost all of the biodefense products. At that time, the Vice President of the United States, Dick Cheney, engaged in uh, enabling a whole new biodefense infrastructure, really a whole new segment of the medical industrial complex. 
Robert Kadlec, who's been steeping himself essentially in, in obsessions about anthrax, is added to be the top bioterrorist uh, consultant to Paul Wolfowitz and Donald Rumsfeld immediately after 9-11 in this critical period of just a few weeks uh, leading up to the 2001 anthrax attack. Saving lives in an emergency requires cutting-edge medical countermeasures, medications, vaccines, diagnostics, and more. In 2001, he was teaching at the U.S. National War College. During that year, he participated in something called Dark Winter, which was an emergency preparedness game that's controversial in some circles for several reasons, because it took place in June 2001, and there's several aspects of the script of that exercise that ended up being the running narrative of the 2001 anthrax attacks, like the uh, anthrax being sent in letters had previously been gamed out at this Dark Winter exercise. And actually, it's Robert Cadlick who gave the exercise Dark Winter its name. There was a simulation called Dark Winter that didn't come out very well. During June 22nd and 23rd, 2001, less than three months before the 9-11 attacks, the Pentagon launched a war game codenamed Operation Dark Winter at Andrews Air Force Base that emphasized the military's earnest commitment to bioweapons vaccines. Robert Cadillac was the lead organizer of this pandemic simulation. Dark Winter participants explored strategies for imposing coercive quarantines, censorship, mandatory masking, lockdowns, and forced vaccination, and expanded police powers as the only rational response to the pandemic. It's really important for people to understand the odd chronology of what happened and initiated the biosecurity agenda in our country, which is now the spear tip of American foreign policy. In June of 2001, you had the dark winter simulation scripted by the CIA, which predicted a smallpox attack mounted by somebody who is clearly a Saddam Hussein-like figure. At the same time, you have the Pentagon engaged in Operation Bacchus, which is developing a feasibility study for developing a garage anthrax mechanism by which terrorist groups could create anthrax. So it actually creates a model for a terrorist group to create an anthrax attack on our country. If you look at Anthony Fauci's tenure at NIAD, specifically after the 2001 anthrax attacks. He was responsible for the massive funding of numerous biosafety labs throughout the United States, several of which have engaged in gain-of-function experiments uh, during that period of time. Gain-of-function refers to experiments that intentionally modify a pathogen to create the ability to cause or worsen disease, enhance transmissibility, and or create novel strains with the potential to cause global spread in humans. The problem is we don't have enough vaccine to go around. Meaning we don't have enough vaccine for the United States? Well, I would like to think that, but we don't have sufficient uh, stockpiles for the people in Oklahoma, Georgia, or Pennsylvania, much less for the entire United States population. Well, that certainly doesn't sound encouraging. What do you mean exactly? Angie, it means it could be a very dark winter for America. When those attacks happened, the investigation quickly revealed that those strains were of a domestic source linked to the U.S. military, and there was no way that it was actually of a foreign origin, as was being suggested at the time. 
Operation Northwood was a proposal that was put in front of my uncle by his Joint Chiefs of Staff. It was a false flag event. These the people like General Lemon served and Curtis LeMay who had won World War II. And uh, there was no more respect to military leaders in our country. And they said to him, we should plant bombs and kill American citizens and blame it on the Cubans and do a series of other events that would kill, cause mayhem and death in America to American citizens in order to justify an unprovoked attack on Cuba. These were the, the center of the American military. They were proposing murdering American citizens to create a provocation to invade another country. My uncle heard their proposal, said nothing to them, walked out of the meeting in the middle of the proposal and said to one of his aides, and we call ourselves the human race. So he was disgusted. These were the most respected military and intelligence officers alive at that time. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We cannot exclude the possibility that the anthrax was sent out by somebody within our own government to serve some larger agenda. And the FBI later determined that the anthrax had come from Fort Detrick or one of two other military labs that are operated by the U.S. intelligence agencies and by the United States military. The government agencies in the mainstream media initially pointed to Saddam Hussein as the culprit behind the anthrax attacks. We've seen the enemy. The terrorists cannot be reasoned with. The anthrax attacks were used as a provocation to ram through the Patriot Act with almost no debate and to initiate this war against Saddam Hussein. for bioterror and we have a major biodefense research and development effort that spans agencies from the NIH to do the basic research to be able to develop better vaccines. Having said that, the worst bioterrorist is nature itself. The chances of nature creating something really bad is much better than we mere mortal humans doing it. When no further bioterror attacks occurred over the next 10 years, Dr. Fauci skillfully maintained his annual $1.7 billion biosecurity budget by deftly recalibrating his rhetoric away from bioterrorism hype. Instead, he invoked the new panic of a natural but emerging infectious disease. And ever since 2001, Anthony Fauci has been running around the world like this kind of agitated chicken little, warning everybody about the advent of bird flu or the pandemic du jour. And none of them ever materializes until, of course, they hatch one themselves. Right now, if we had an explosion of an H5N1, we would not be prepared for that. I don't see it as an exercise because it could be the big one. 
It could be. And if it is, all rushing around, doing what we need to do, pushing the envelope is not for naught or in vain. The pandemic flu, there's no responsiveness and no background immunity of anyone. Another reason why we really have to rev up our preparedness. Nowhere in the world is completely safe when there's an epidemic raging in one part of the world. That 2005 PrEP Act was put into legislation at the time that they were running around screaming about bird flu. They came in and gave them complete liability protection for anything that was, de that was developed that was called a covered countermeasure for a pandemic. So they were laying the groundwork for this a long time ago. The Injury Compensation Act was set up. It was supposed to be a watchdog organization, but we've got the fox monitoring the hen house because we have the FDA monitoring complaints against vaccines that are primarily sold by the CDC. So it was never, ever set up the way that it should have been. It's absolutely horrific. It's completely unconstitutional because there is no separation of powers. This is not within the judiciary. It's even more liability protection for industry than under the 1986 National Childhood Vaccine Injury Program. If you can show by clear and convincing evidence, you might be able then to take your case to civil court. But the PREP Act is like, almost an insurmountable wall. Even with a vaccine, there still would be some suffering and death. We must protect the American people by stockpiling vaccines. In 2005, I was going to Washington, D.C. about every two to three months to go into the pandemic planning meetings, pandemics associated with bird flu. And it wasn't until a little bit later that we realized that these coronaviruses had been weaponized through illegal gain-of-function research to weaponize the spike proteins, and that that was what was falling underneath the EUA so that people could be injected with these shots with a weaponized spike protein. So it wasn't just garden variety coronaviruses that were causing flu. In 2005, they created a swine flu epidemic, which of course never happened. It was declared a pandemic. There were 40 million uh, vaccines distributed, and again, they caused uh, Bell's palsy and Guillain-Barre and a lot of other neurological injuries. The vaccine ultimately had to be pulled. 46 states are reporting H1N1 as widespread, with more than 1,000 deaths and 20,000 hospitalizations. And while an average case is usually no more dangerous than other flu, this strain has its unknown. 30% of the deaths are in healthy people with no underlying problems. President Obama decided to declare the epidemic a national emergency of swine flu. And around the country, people were lining up waiting for hours to get vaccinations. But there are only 11 million doses available, far short of the 40 million expected by this time. We need hospitals and healthcare providers to continue preparing for an increased patient load and to take steps to protect healthcare workers. We need families and businesses to ensure that they have plans in place if a family member, a child, or a co-worker contracts the flu and needs to stay home. But we're also making steady progress on developing a safe and effective H1N1 flu vaccine, and we expect a flu shot program will begin soon. This program will be completely voluntary, but it will be 
strongly recommended. In this morning's Clue Watch, vaccine side effects. Government health officials say they have worked very hard to make sure the H1N1 vaccine is safe for everyone. However, one rare, and we should emphasize rare, side effect of flu vaccines is starting to show up around the country. This is 14-year-old Jordan McFarland. Weeks ago, he was an athletic young man playing sports. Now he needs a walker to move from room to room. It's an aching, but it's, it's, it's also a pain that I can't describe. Doctors told Jordan's parents he has Guillain-Barre syndrome, or GBS, a rare illness in which the immune system attacks the nervous system. Jordan's family believes the H1N1 vaccine is to blame. 24 hours after he received both the seasonal and swine flu vaccines, he was hospitalized. During the 1976 swine flu scare, officials vaccinated 45 million people. Of those, almost 1,100 developed GBS you really look at the scientific data, it is unclear why that happened. Clearly, the risk of the complication of the disease is greater than the risk of the vaccine. We hear from a physician in Durham, North Carolina. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Dr. Fauci. Good morning. And, um, Pedro. Um, you've been at the NIH a pretty long time, and it seems to me that during your tenure, our ability to control infectious diseases hasn't improved, but in fact worsened. And don't you think it's time that you step down and let someone else who has a more effective message? <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> And then Ebola, which, although it was much smaller, uh, there was some luck involved in that. Because it wasn't spread through uh, respiratory contact, the reproductive rate was a lot lower. And, you know, it was basically people who were sick or dead uh, who were doing most of the transmission. I wasn't involved in any of the evidence synthesis for around Ebola, but I am aware of a key document and, and a meeting that was held in September 2015 for sharing research and data during public health emergencies. These participants included the Wellcome Trust, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It included members of big pharma such as J&J, GlaxoSmithKline, uh, Takeda Vaccines, Sanofi, and also um, the International Federation of Pharmaceutical Manufacturers Association. Remdesivir is a toxic drug. You know, they tried it for Ebola and they actually had to abandon the study because of the increased risk of death. We know that remdesivir increases the risk of renal failure, that's kidney failure, at least 20-fold. And this is based on the World Health Organization data. Today we're announcing a commitment over this next decade, uh, which we think of as a, a decade of, of vaccines. They were ramping up the pediatric schedule. They were ramping up the requirements for schools. They started passing laws where you, they took away your exemption rights that you had a right to refuse because they wanted all those kids vaccinated. If all those kids are vaccinated, they become mostly customers for life with their asthma, allergies, eczema, ADD, ADHD, insulin-dependent diabetes. You don't see those illnesses in healthy, unvaccinated children. So we needed to push that forward to create a, a generational customers for life because the drug companies' blockbuster drugs were running out of patents because patents are about 20 to 22 years. Somebody gave me a transcript of a secret meeting that had occurred between the leading public health officials and the pharmaceutical industry, and it occurred in the year 2000. And the precursor of that meeting was an internal study that had been done in 1999 by 
high CDC following this explosion in the vaccine schedule and that began in 1989. We started seeing the beginning of the autism epidemic and an epidemic of other neurological and autoimmune diseases. And when the first data set came back, it was shocking. Children who had received that vaccine had an 1135% greater chance of getting a subsequent autism diagnosis than kids who did not. They spend most of the time talking about how to hide these associations from the American public and what their strategy will be for conducting studies that ended up being very, very fraudulent studies. I got a hold of that transcript and I published excerpts from it in Rolling Stone and so on simultaneously. And immediately there was a storm of controversy pressuring Rolling Stone and so on to take down the article. You know, I was initially shocked to see this level of censorship and the control of the pharmaceutical industry exercises over the American media. I was doing at that time uh, probably 60 speeches a year for a significant part of my income, a lot of my universities and corporate events. Those speeches disappeared. I was writing every six months an op-ed for the New York Times, and they stopped publishing me not only on vaccine issues, but on any issue on environmental issues, etc. You get deplatformed if you tell the truth and or if you say anything that challenges government orthodoxies. Let me ask you about vaccines. There's obviously been a controversy with uh, children's vaccines about whether or not they might cause autism. What is your view on that? There, there is, I, mean, I have a strong view on that. There's zero evidence that the vaccines that were in question, particularly measles and MMR, have anything at all to do with the development. In 2016, when I met with, uh, with Tony Fauci, we had a very, very heated meeting. I was with Aaron Seary, who's another attorney, and Del Bigtree and Lynn Redwood sat across from the table. Um, him and Francis Collins and the other public health leadership. And I said to him during that meeting, you've been publicly saying that there are safety studies done on these vaccines prior to getting a license, they say that there are none. There was an observer from the White House at that meeting. So he was under some pressure to defend his record. And he said, well, there are studies. I said, can you show us any? And they made a show of looking through a series of briefcases and files to try to find what they were looking for. And they said, we'll send them to you. And of course, they never sent them. And at the end of that meeting, I was in the hallway, and Tony Fauci came up to me and took me at the side and had a quiet conversation with me out of earshot of everybody else. And he said, I want to commend you for what you're doing. Um, it's important work, and you keep us all on our toes. So thank you. And that was his message to me. You can be the judge of how earnest he was. Over Christmas vacation, I got a call from somebody in President-elect Donald Trump's office asking me to come meet with the President-elect on the 1st of January. I went in to meet with him at Trump Tower. This was maybe two or three weeks before the, his inauguration. And he asked me to chair and to assemble a vaccine safety committee that would look at the safety of the various vaccinations. 
And I said that I would be happy to do that. Uh, so March 2017 in the White House, he asked me if vaccines weren't a bad thing because he was considering a commission to look into uh, ill effects of vaccines. And, and somebody, his name is Robert Kennedy Jr., was advising him that vaccines were causing bad things. And I said, no, that's a dead end. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that. And I don't know whether these things are connected, but the president, soon after this announcement occurred, took a million-dollar contribution for his inaugural party from Pfizer, and then chose two of Pfizer's handpicked candidates, Alex Azar and Scott Gottlieb, from the public health agencies, and those gentlemen killed the Vaccine Safety Commission. There is no question that there will be a challenge the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases, and you will understand why history, the history of the last 32 years that I've been the director of NIAID, will tell the next administration that there's no doubt in anyone's mind that they will be faced with the challenges that their predecessors were faced with. There will be a surprise outbreak. It was the market test. It was laying the groundwork for what they needed to do with the fear-based messages to put everybody on high alert, to actually have everybody start talking about this pandemic. SARS, MERS, bird flu. Zika virus. H1N1. SARS, MERS. Ebola outbreak. Zika, bird flu. So we really do have a problem of how the world perceives influenza, and it's going to be very difficult to change that unless you do it from within and say, I don't care what your perception is, we're going to address the problem in a disruptive way and in an iterative way, because you do need both. COVID-19. In terms of safety, we know that this is probably the most toxic medical intervention that has ever been released. Pfizer knew this. The FDA knew this. In the first two months after the release of the Pfizer vaccine, Pfizer were aware of over 1,200 deaths directly related to the vaccine and over 40,000 adverse events. A major milestone in the COVID-19 pandemic. The Pfizer vaccine is now fully FDA approved for people 16 and up. It's the first COVID-19 shot to move out of the emergency use phase. To get the emergency use authorization, they really don't have to release any information about their clinical trials to the public. But Pfizer uniquely got full approval for its Comirnaty vaccine. In order to get that, they had to make a submission to FDA describing their clinical trials. And that submission, although it's a bare bones submission, there's a lot of interesting information in that submission. We want all the underlying data and Pfizer and FDA have refused to release it. And in fact, and Aaron Siri, who is my colleague, sued Pfizer to get the data. FDA intervened on behalf of Pfizer. Pfizer has said, it doesn't want to release that data for 75 years, and FDA is supporting that position. 
here you have the government regulatory agency collaborating with a pharmaceutical company to keep secret the results of clinical trials on a drug that is now mandated to virtually everybody in America, for which the company has no liability. So matter, no matter how grievously you're injured, no matter how reckless or negligent their conduct, you can't sue them. When it comes to boosters, mixing and matching vaccines is likely safe and effective. We've made vaccinations free, safe, and convenient. If you're fully vaccinated, you're highly protected. You're as safe as possible. If you get vaccinated, you are protected. You know, the vaccine is safe and effective. Safe and effective. It's the narrative which has been perpetuated ad infinitum. And we know that's a complete and utter lie. Even though vaccines, because of the high degree of transmissibility of this virus, don't protect overly well, as it were, against infection. We know from the most recent data, the vaccine actually increases your risk of getting COVID. I mean, that is an astonishing fact. Back in the mid-1950s, Dr. Jonas Salk developed a killed injectable polio vaccine. At first, it was widely used, but now it has largely been replaced by the live saving vaccine. It has now come to light in the United States that the live virus vaccine for polio does cause the disease itself. And they are absolutely positive, efficient, that the live virus vaccine should be given without risk of paralysis. That statement was made by the American Medical Association in its June meeting of 1961, at a time when all of us knew that cases had been occurring. In the Federal Register, honest to God, 1984, um, there is a section that speaking about polio vaccines, in which the federal government asserts that any information, whether true or not, which would cause vaccine hesitancy to be suppressed. Because of the Freedom of Information Act filing, courts forced Pfizer and the FDA to disclose the full dossier of documents around the Pfizer BioNTech product. And there's a table in there, in that disclosed information, that lists many, 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 many adverse events of special interest that are now clearly shown to be associated with the RNA vaccine technologies. In the internal documents, the side effects that Pfizer identified are completely different from the side effects that the CDC discloses, for instance, on its website. It says you may have chills, you may have fatigue, you may have a headache. The Pfizer internal documents show massive thousands of joint pain, like rheumatoid arthritis type crippling joint pain. Another gigantic category is muscle pain, myalgia. Thousands of results are neurological disorders, Guillain-Barre, Bell's palsy, multiple sclerosis, encephalitis, thrombocytopenia, lung clots, leg clots, cardiac problems, heart damage, stroke. The internal documents show that the spike protein is toxic and also causing harm. Well, another round of Pfizer documents have dropped. Over 11,000 pages were released. Adverse reactions were more frequent and more severe in younger groups. In May of 2021, Pfizer knew that 35 minors 
teenagers had suffered heart damage within a week after being injected by the mRNA vaccines, but they didn't tell the rest of us. And the FDA issued the emergency use authorization for teenagers in June, a month later, also knowing about the heart damage. But the government didn't tell us, didn't issue a press release about heart damage to minors or young adults till August of 2021, after thousands and thousands and thousands of teenagers and young adults went ahead and got injected and their parents allowed them to or brought them to their doctors to get injected, not knowing that this could damage their heart. Pfizer received the biggest criminal fine in U.S. history as a part of a $2.3 billion settlement with federal prosecutors for mispromoting medicines and for paying kickbacks to compliant doctors. In the 1990s, they were involved in defective heart valves that led to the deaths of more than 100 people. Amid widespread criticism of high pricing for poor countries, and in particular AIDS medications, Pfizer was sued in a U.S. federal court by Nigerian families who accused the company of testing a dangerous new antibiotic called Trovan on children without parents' consent and using their children as human guinea pigs. In 2004, Pfizer's subsidiary agreed to pay $430 million to resolve criminal charges that it paid physicians to prescribe its epilepsy drug, Neurontin, to patients with ailments which the medication was not approved. Pfizer also had a class action suit with a $60 million settlement over Resolin, diabetes medication that resulted in patients dying from acute liver failure. In 2010, federal jury found that Pfizer committed racketeering fraud in its marketing of the drug. 2012, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission announced that it had reached a $45 million settlement with Pfizer to resolve charges that its subsidiaries had bribed overseas doctors and other healthcare professionals to increase foreign sales. In the U.K., they have been fined nearly nine. 90 million pounds by the UK's competition watchdog for unfair pricing to the NHS after hiking up the cost of an anti-epilepsy drug by two and a half thousand percent. Million dollar profits and illegal activity at this country's biggest drug company. Is there anything to stop this company or other big drug, drug companies from doing it again? Pfizer says its vaccine for children ages 5 to 11 is 90% effective against symptomatic COVID. Members of the FDA committee agreed the benefits of the vaccine for younger children appear to outweigh the risk. So Moderna's chief medical officer says his company is also developing an Omicron-specific booster that would take two to three months to get into testing and then production. You said Pfizer could do the same 100 days or less. Is that a window that can be narrowed depending on how the, the work goes? Around 60 days in the development, we will have clinical production of the vaccine so that we can go and test it with humans. And then within 95 days, we will have the full results of, uh, of this uh, trial. Albert Borla, I really appreciate your work and, and your time tonight. Thank you. Anderson Cooper 360, brought to you by Pfizer. 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 Pfizer asked to be compensated for the cost of any future lawsuit. In case of any side effects, Pfizer be exempted from all civil liability. An advocacy group has thrown up more details of what Pfizer does. It has access to confidential contracts of Pfizer. Pfizer is silencing governments. How? Through contracts. These airtight contracts are at the center of everything. Pfizer also gets to decide who will get the shot. They won't be able to sue Pfizer at home. The matter will go to a secret panel of three private arbitrators in New York. This is vaccine terrorism. Until and unless somebody goes to prison, somebody high up goes to prison, and or the company is banned from selling drugs to Medicare or Medicaid, this activity will continue. 
What we do know, which is truly astonishing, is that if you look at the lot number of the vaccines, is that certain lots of the vaccine are associated with a thousandfold increased risk of adverse events compared to other lots. Some of the material in the vaccines is completely inert and is a placebo. Some of these vaccines may contain really high concentrations of messenger RNA. We know that they manipulated the, the RNA. They changed the uridine residues. They changed some of the nucleotides. They put caps on each end. So this is a synthetic mRNA. And when patients are injected with this, we have no idea if the same molecule is given to every single patient in the same quantity. So we have no idea what's in these files. I mean, it's truly unprecedented that a physician would inject a patient with a medication that they really don't understand what's in it. At the time, there was very little known about the adverse events. All the publicity was that it was safe and effective, that there were no major adverse events. And there were no hospitalizations or deaths in the individuals who were vaccinated. But you now have three highly efficacious vaccines, and there have been no hospitalizations or deaths in multiple countries. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to participate in these international research conferences if I wasn't vaccinated, particularly after dose number two. I had life-threatening hypertension. My wife, Jill, heard about this website that listed adverse events by batch. So uh, she looked up the How Bad Is My Batch website and dialed in the batch numbers that I had received. And it turned out that my second dose was a batch that was known to have a very high number of adverse events and deaths based on the VAERS system compared to other batches. With the synthetic RNAs, they behave very differently. They're not a natural RNA. They don't degrade rapidly. They stick around for a very long period of time, and we really don't even understand how long or where they go or if they can be taken up again by other cells and still produce protein. None of that was characterized. I speak about this being the largest experiment ever done on human beings. At a very fundamental level, we have no understanding of what we've done, and yet we have taken this synthetic molecule that's not really RNA and administered it to global populations. Medical establishment facilitated both the lead up to the Holocaust and the Holocaust. The medical establishment went in lockstep with the government and the first medical murder victims in Nazi Germany were German infants and children. Their crime was that they were disabled, not perfect. Over a thousand children were medically murdered at hospitals that became murder institutions. It then spread to all children and adults with disabilities, to the mentally ill. There were two reasons that they used to justify. It was called T4. One was to cleanse the genetic pool of the imperfect. And the other was to get rid of the economic burden. People don't want to compare the Holocaust to anything else. Why? 
You've got to go with the truth. And no, we won't see gas chambers. We won't see crematoria. They don't need that. Now their weapons are technological. Australia has them already. Canada. If your test results come back positive, you'll need to immediately quarantine in designated government facilities. This is not optional. Now, when this happens in other countries, and it does, we call those facilities internment camps. The Nazis, by the way, didn't call it eugenics. They called it hygiene. It's always somehow with cleansing. But they're talking about murder. Governments today and totalitarian forces now have an arsenal of new technologies that give them the capacity to control human behavior that is unavailable to the past. The intention of every totalitarian regime in history has been absolute control of human behavior, of descent, of human thought, of human movements. But today we have a bunch of new technological innovations that makes that more and more difficult. I don't know why they think I'm interested in knowing you know, people's locations. That one I still have to laugh at. This man is also a prime investor in EarthNow LLC, a company promising to deploy a large constellation of advanced imaging satellites that will deliver real-time, continuous video of almost anywhere on Earth. I believe we should create what I call the GERM team. Uh, GERM stands for Global Epidemic Response and Mobilization. This group is full-time. The cost of this team is significant. It's over a billion a year uh, to support the 3,000 people who would be on this team. The work would be coordinated by the WHO. And a very important thing is that, like firefighters, a GERM team would do drills. When you want to have quick response, practice is key. You need to know if, say, a lot of people show up with a, a new kind of cough, that's when germ needs to look into it and say, is this an outbreak? Is there a new pathogen here? Disease monitoring, that's germ. They'd have more in the lower income countries. You know, for example, we could have germ members, say an epidemiologist working out of the Africa CDC office uh, in Abuja. They want to think that Bill is a great guy. And he's over in Africa trying to save as many lives as possible. So propagandists have to know how to translate issues into language that will push people's buttons in a positive way. And we can see that Bill Gates has been schooled in how to come across as friendly and nice uh, when he's nothing of the kind. Well, it so happens that Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson, and Mark Zuckerberg have invested in a startup called Biomilk, which uses mammary cells and donated breast milk to create lab-grown baby formula. This is yet one more example of an intervention to disrupt the way the human body used to be self-sufficient. You know, disrupt human immunity, disrupt human gestation, just disrupt human lactation, and make human beings dependent on outside forces, really for their immune system, or really for their ability to feed their children. Both uh, myself and Dr. Fauci have uh, featured in conspiracy theories. You know, like one says that Dr. Fauci is trying to make money off of these vaccines. One of the secrets that they've tried to keep hidden at NIH are these direct payments 
from the pharmaceutical industry, not only to the agency, but to hundreds, if not thousands of scientists and officials within those agencies for royalty payments for the drugs that that agency has partnered with the pharmaceutical company to develop and market. The agency has become a marketing arm for big pharma, and they don't want the American public to know that is the ultimate object of this terrible devolution. And, you know, one of the big emblems of that devolution are these payments that are being made to Tony Fauci, to his deputies, to his PIs, and to his scientists. We sent FOIL requests, we made inquiries, and NIH just stonewalled us. The NIH is in the process, you know, in the midst, as you know, of, you know, awarding grants for research. And the idea that scientists may be benefiting financially from work that they've done at NIH, that creates to me the appearance of a conflict of interest. We're following the Bayh-Dole Act when it comes to that. So you're saying it's federal law that allows the NIH to do that? That's correct. Leaders of the organization receive royalty payments. I think, Dr. Fauci, you've said that you've donated your royalties to charities, is my understanding. What strikes me is you're in a position where you're saying certain drugs don't work. They don't like ivermectin because they aren't benefiting from that royalty, or they don't like hydroxychloroquine. If the agency is awarding who the beneficiary of the grant, who's doing the trial, and there are somehow finances involved, that there's a financial benefit that could be accrued if someone's, uh, you know, patent or invention is considered valid. Do you not see that as a conflict? Well, we came to understand that Fauci's financial records are buried deep in a government bunker, and they're so sensitive to the National Institutes of Health that they are defying the Freedom of Information Act. When we sued the National Institutes of Health on our Freedom of Information Act request for the Fauci financials, on discovery, we learned that the National Institutes of Health have declared war on transparency. They're past due on 633 Freedom of Information Act requests. They're being sued at least 35 times over those requests. On the production of third-party royalty payments subject to our lawsuit, NIH provided top-line numbers. So we can estimate over the last decade just how much money flowed from third-party payers, think pharmaceutical companies, back to NIH and its scientists. And that's nearly $350 million over the course of that decade. And we can see the scientists' names. There's 1,800 scientists that received payments. Here's what we can't see. We can't see the payment amount to the individual scientists. It's been erased, it's been blacked out and redacted. We can't see the name of the third-party payer, think pharmaceutical company. That's been erased and redacted. Furthermore, they've redacted the patent number and the license number, so we don't know why the royalty is being paid. We don't know what the invention was. That information has not been made public, and I think sooner rather than later, you should make that information public because... Right now, I think the NIH has a credibility problem. Since the start of the pandemic, I wrote six columns out of 92 in regard to Dr. Anthony Fauci. When I wrote three in succession from December of 2021 through January of 2022, 
Those are the last columns I ever wrote at Forbes. The National Institutes of Health, they came down hard on Forbes. Forbes came down hard on me. I told the truth and Forbes terminated my column. There are so many countless witnesses who came out of that house of Fauci who speak to all of a sudden I lost everything. All of a sudden I, I lost my job. Nobody would speak to me. I was blacklisted because of one quote I gave, one paper I wrote. To call Dr. Fauci America's doctor is such an outrageous misnomer. He's a shyster. He is a man without scruples of any kind. I've met uh, Dr. Fauci on many occasions, and I've seen him do damage to my industry through my entire professional career. He should be charged with the crimes that he's been responsible for, which go back to the HIV era. He did some terrible experiments in Africa. None of the rules seem to apply to him, and they never have. It's elements of totalitarian societies, and it also has the theme of mafioso velvetness to it. He's essentially a mafia don who runs all three agencies. He rules science and the practice of medicine. He's resulted in the death of hundreds of thousands of patients. When you hear something like this, to be honest, do you ever just think, you know, I'm out of here. This is, <laughs> this is enough. I, I don't need this. It's like in The Godfather. Nothing personal, strictly business, you know? <laughs> <laughs> In 2020, Dr. Fauci approved a $420,000 grant to do an experiment in which baby beagles were bitten to death by flies. They actually put a cage on the beagles' heads and filled the cage with flies so the beagle couldn't escape them and, and kill them. And whatever the scientific merits of that experiment, there are boundaries where we hope that government officials will say, Americans don't do that. Abraham Lincoln said about our country, America is a great nation because we're a good nation. Throughout our history, our you know, most visionary and beloved leaders have said, we aren't gonna do that. Washington said, we don't torture people, even if it would give us an advantage in the war, because that is inconsistent with our values. And we hope that our leaders, people who've been in office, 50 years are regarded as templates for American government would respect those kind of boundaries. The NIH and all of its satellites, people don't realize these organizations are part of the U.S. military. They function as military organizations. The NIH and every organization under the HHS umbrella. So these notions that we have that there should be freedom of scientific expression and discourse and dialectic, that's our fantasy. American science really falls under the direct command of the U.S. military. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Research has become central. It also becomes more formalized, complex, and costly. A steadily increasing share is conducted for, by, or at the direction of the federal government. Today, the solitary inventor, tinkering in his shop, has been overshadowed by task forces of scientists. 
in laboratories and testing fields. Partly because of the huge costs involved, a government contract becomes virtually a substitute for intellectual curiosity. In holding scientific research and discovery in respect, as we should, we must also be alert to the equal and opposite danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific technological elite. That speech was given on my birthday, and I remember that because it was right before my uncle's inauguration, and I would say it's the most important speech in American history because it was warning against the domination and the loss of our democracy to a military-industrial complex, and he specifically cited the rise of the health bureaucracy as a threat to democracy and to American values. 23 countries in the World Health Organization have backed the idea of an international treaty to help deal with future health emergencies like COVID-19. In May of 2022, the World Health Organization announced a new initiative in which all of the major nations in the world would sign on to a treaty that would give the World Health Organization this kind of centralized control over all future pandemics. And the sovereign nations would relinquish at least some of their sovereign capacity to develop their own strategies for dealing with pandemics or for recognizing the existence of a pandemic. So now you have the World Health Organization that wants to give itself the ultimate authority to declare a pandemic anytime it wants with very few objective criteria, and then to dictate mandates and protocols for that all the other nations have to obey. And I think that's really disconcerting. And the fact that all of these countries, including the American government, are taking this seriously and not ridiculing it is frightening for our democracy. That is the goal, that's the power grab, to move all decision-making and all money to this One Health framework. There will be other pandemics and other major health emergencies. No single government or multilateral agency can address this threat alone. Together, we must be better prepared to predict, prevent, detect, assess, and effectively respond to pandemics in a highly coordinated fashion. The 194 member states of the World Health Organization resolved to work together toward the new international instrument for pandemic preparedness and response. This treaty involves um, some rather concerning propositions, and this includes that, um, that WHO would have the authority in, in the event of another pandemic, uh, who would decide what the disease is called, how you would measure the disease, how you test for the disease, the safety standards of the vaccines or whatever treatments they decide. It could be that these vaccines get developed in 100 days, which is totally ludicrous. Also, they could decide on who has to have them, whether they get mandated and so on, which is totally unacceptable and, uh, and not to be tolerated. There's been lots of pushback against this by various groups in the United States, but that's not why the WHO failed to establish this treaty in its first go-around. It was because of the African countries who also feel their loss of independence. They see the WHO being funded by Bill Gates and, you know, and you as, a, as a U.S. interest. 
and they don't want to be told by the U.S. what to do. And so they're the ones that have pushed back on this, and basically they're the ones that are saving our national independence. I think we actually have some video of some of these African states standing up and making this point uh, during that assembly. Let's just take a look at this. The amendments need to be considered as a holistic package, and the process should be transparent, inclusive, credible, and consensual, and with full respect for the sovereignty of member states with, uh, while pursuing our collective action. The African region shares the view that the process should not be fast-tracked by the amendments of Article 59 or the Technical Adjustment Amendment of Articles 55, 61, 62, and 63 at this health assembly. Namibia aligns with the statement delivered by Botswana. Republic of Tanzania aligns with the statement delivered by Botswana. But now the news is spreading like wildfire and people are saying it's time to take our power back. They know that the politicians are largely captured and corrupt. The context of interest regarding WHO and Big Pharma couldn't be more clear. You know, the Wellcome Trust, uh, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, all of them in this one incestuous cesspool. Wait. Wait. Stop the Who campaign has really been to raise awareness of this power grab and provide resources for individuals um, to address it and to campaign to stop the WHO pandemic treaty, which would be confirmed in 2024. It's very important that communities become resilient because we're at a, a stage in our history and human evolution where we are at, at risk of catastrophes of a variety of, of natures, that there's another infection coming, it could be that there's mass injury from the COVID-19 vaccinations. could be that there's financial collapse, uh, political or environmental upheaval that leads to a new emergency situation. We testified in Tennessee. Tennessee has prohibited doctors being reprimanded for prescribing off-label drugs. And remarkably, the governor in Tennessee has signed a bill which allows ivermectin to be dispensed over the counter. So that is a major breakthrough. There are similar bills in New Hampshire, similar bills in Missouri. So I think a number of states that are open-minded enough can actually see what's going on. Uh, so I think the damn wall is breaking. There are honest people who have heart and humanity, who understand the science, who will stand up against this tyranny. We founded Children's Health Defense in 2011. At that point, it was called World Mercury Project. And the mission of the organization was to end toxic exposures to children and the chronic disease epidemic that was uh, associated with those exposures. Of course, the regulatory agencies do not want to look at this issue because the entities that are creating these toxic exposures are politically powerful. They're pharmaceutical companies, they're agricultural chemical companies, they're companies like Monsanto and Cargill and the big processed food companies like McDonald's, uh, the sugar industry, and many, many others. And they all have uh, almost insurmountable political clout with Congress and therefore with the regulatory agencies. And I'm a 
accustomed to reading the science. It's part of what I do, my job. I need to be able to read science critically. In other words, to find the problems and, and understand the methodologies, the statistical protocols that the researchers use in order to arrive at their conclusion. I brought hundreds and hundreds of lawsuits. Almost all of them involve some kind of scientific controversy. At Children's Health Defense, we have brought lawsuits against the Food and Drug Administration. We've brought lawsuits against New York State. We've brought lawsuits against the state of California. During COVID, our mission has expanded because now it's not only children who are being compelled to get vaccines, it's the whole population. We have not yet sued the NIH, but time will tell. Dr. Anthony Fauci has just announced that he is stepping down. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top uh, infectious disease expert for nearly a half century, has announced today that he will be retiring in December. The nation's top doctor is making his retirement official and arguably the most famous in America. Well, you know, Rachel, it, it's never really a good time to leave, but you have to leave sometime. Going forward. You really want to choose to listen to those voices that do not have a conflict of interest. The implicit faith in these agencies has to be suspended. They've clearly given demonstrable evidence that they cannot be trusted to truly have the public interest as their primary purpose. Fortunately, a lot of people are starting to wake up. Many people have been double injected and then those, many others, of course, have been jabbed beyond that. But there's a large number of people who woke up and refuse to take the additional boosters. And every time you get a booster shot, you're gonna set back your immune system, your innate immunity is getting messed up by the vaccine. So every time you get a booster shot, it gets worse. To me, that's the most important message. And I, I tell everybody, eat a certified organic diet, stay away from the glyphosate, get out in the sunlight, make sure your vitamin D is high. Very simple thing, so eat fruit so you'll have enough vitamin C, you know? Make sure you have foods that contain zinc, because zinc and vitamin C, and then there's even supplements you can take like N-acetylcysteine or liposomal glutathione. You want someone who is not only expert but transparent, willing to show their data, willing to debate and discuss their data, not issue decrees that this is the way it is and not listen to dissent or be willing to entertain questions or debate. Our website, which is flccc.net, all we do is we give unconflicted, expert assessments of the evolving data around multiple therapeutics of multiple phases. And so in COVID in particular, we're a legitimate and, and hopefully helpful resource to folks. Through the World Council for Health, we seek to bring together both science and wisdom and common sense and empower people to take responsibility for their health and to step away from this very fear-based approach to health. Uh, and recognize that they have choices. Uh, currently, we have more than 150 partner organizations around the world, including Children's Health Defense, and across 50 countries, and we're growing every day. We've recently held the Better Way Conference, which has really consolidated what a better world looks like. This is not a time to be depressed. We don't have the option of depression. It's kind of luxury to just sink into sadness. This is war. Okay, we're under attack. We're under attack by globalist interests and corporate powers that really mean business and that cannot afford to pull back. We've got a tiger by the tail. That being the case, we, we cannot succumb to sadness or indeed to pessimism. I mean, I actually believe deeply 
that they can't succeed at this. It is too perverse. It is too grandiose, too ambitious, too unnatural. Bullies cannot be appeased. It just encourages them to new forms of torture and torment. Every time you say yes, you're getting pushed back to a weaker position. Our job is to go out from here today and reach out to our brothers and sisters, the people who are still hypnotized, and tell them that we are going to fight for their freedom until they're able to fight for it themselves. And my message to all of them is, I'll see you on the barricades. 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 All right, all right, y'all. How y'all feeling tonight? That was the conclusion of the real Anthony Fauci based on the book by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Let me get a mic check so y'all can hear me. Can y'all hear me in the mansion? Are y'all able to hear me? Can I get a one so I know that y'all can hear now as we get ready to uh, start this show tonight? Let me know if y'all can hear me. Oh, I hope y'all can. I don't know. Oh, oh, shoot. Hold on, can y'all. All right, thank you, Bar. Thank you, Bar. All right, Bar, I'll let me know that can be heard. So, yeah, like I was saying, that was part two of the real Anthony Fauci. Um, I mean, we already knew it. We've been, we've been breaking down this whole situation, government, science, the, you know, Department of Defense, the whole thing, we've been on it since day one. That's just really, a, you know, the apex, the culmination, the conclusion of everything that we already knew. But what does it mean going forward? What does it mean now as tonight's show is a reflection or a, a deeper dive into the midterms because there are some things that are tied into what just happened and what is still happening with the midterms 2022. What is what are the implications going forward? Who are winning these house races? Who are winning these governorships? Who are winning these Senate seats? Is there a mechanism of stealing votes? Are they trying to suppress particular type of candidates that who are on the ballot who are in these tight races to get the seats and what does it mean if a particular amount gets in? I'm gonna be breaking all that down tonight. You know how we do it here. So let's get this thing started. All right? Let's get ready for some hot damn politics. Yo, 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 yo,
WGAG Radio presents Hot Damn Politics. Queen of the two lands, Nefertiti. Egypt cries out for your help. The menacing Hyksos have invaded the minds of your people and have set up their own capital at BTR. For BTR, they have disrupted many of our communication routes. We must stop their conquest before it is too late. Here at WGAG Radio, we are safe from immediate attack. Although the Hyksos have the gall to demand tribute, we may need to supply troops and arms to our compatriots to the north to help repel the Hyksos incursion. They will look to you, almighty Nefertiti, for support. But now, we too have a new weapon. Our wise military leaders have become proficient in the use of the dreaded sounds of Nuwapu, and we shall turn it back upon our enemies and drive them before us. If only our trouble was limited to the north. Reports from our southern border show that the black devils are once again taking advantage and distracted the minds of your people, and if the Nuwapians are to emerge intact from these turbulent times, much will be required of you. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to break the spell of ignorance with Nuwapu. As always, if you are a member of the Brain Trust's caught or killed, WGAG will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This tape is self-destructed in five seconds. Good luck, Nefertiti.
Please welcome. Please welcome the Brain Trust. The Brain Trust. The brain trust. Brain trust, the brain trust. Brain trust, the brain trust.
welcome, please welcome the Brain Trust. The Brain Trust. The Brain Trust. Good evening, everybody. You already know what it is. It is I, says me, Mr. TD. We are in the building for another episode of Hot Damn Politics right here on Wednesday. Radio. 2022 midterm edition, the aftermath, the aftermath of it all. It's not even really the aftermath just as of yet because there's still votes being counted. We're going to break down these races. We're going to break down what it means, the implications and what it means going forward, right? We're going to talk about how it's tied into the situation that's going on now, the situation that went previously, how it's tied into the vaccine mandates and everything else moving forward because that's it's so interesting. This is so fucking interesting, man. But we're going to talk about it, and, um, man, that's just what it is. But I want to thank everybody that's in the building that's tuned in tonight. Hope your frequencies is up. I hope your frequencies is high, vibrating at a real nice megahertz as it's supposed to be, right? Right in tune with everything that's going on around you. You're about to have a good time tonight. We're going to build, though. We're going to build until we can't build no more tonight. You know, so hopefully we can get through the entire show. You know, it all depends. It really all it really all depends, man. I, I, I got a lot to do in the AM, but we're going to try to rock it out all the way through um, until the, we run out of time, man. It all depends. So with that being said, I want to say what's up to everybody that's on the call line. I see you. Um, you know, you can be doing anything and anyone. That's how I always say, but you're right here tonight listening to Hot Damn Politics, and that means so much. So I'm very appreciative of everybody tuning in tonight. Everybody that's hanging out over there in the mansion, in the, I see y'all. What's happening? What's, got, what's going on with your family? I see everybody. I see Sister Zena is in the building. What's going on with you, Zena? I see Shamala Mama, a.k.a. Miss Hudson. What's going on, Miss Hudson? Yes, yes. Who else is up over there? I see Newbie Rahwi Nine just walked into the building. What's going on? Rahu Bad Ramo, what's going on with you, newbie? Newbie is in the building. My girl, Nunya Business. Nunya is in the building, sending the photo players at them all. What's going on with you, Nunya? Ethereum Forever is in the building. What's going on, Mr. Ohio? Ethereum is in the building. Doc Mechanic, what's happening with you? She Doc is in the building tonight. Boss lady, she be that boss lady, boss lady, young, black, and ambitious is in the building tonight. What's going on with you, boss lady? Who else is up here? My man, Bar L, is in the building. What's going on with you, Bar? Bar L is in the house tonight. We got, we got, in the house, house. What's going on, my girl, Ariska Dial, 20. 20. She wakes the dead to consume the living. What's going on with your Richard our New Yorker up there up north? Man, she got, you know, giving us the insight, everything that's happening over there in uh, in New York. Because New York was, it was, a, New York was a real good example of future 
I think that what's what's going to be happening in the next couple coming years. Um, shout out to the one and only. You already know who she is. She needs no introduction. It's WGAGSL. Don Nicoleon. What's going on with you, Don? Don Nicoleon in the building tonight. I think Brother Lowry will um, be joining us a little bit later. But, um, man, uh, that documentary, man, I hope y'all enjoyed that documentary. Like I said, that documentary is based off the book, The Real Anthony Fauci. Um, by uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's been um, he's been up fighting against vaccines for like the last thirty years. So he, you know, as far as I'm concerned, he true blue to the fight to the fight against uh, medical uh, tyranny, man. Med- medical tyranny is motherfucking is real. Um, we got our real first genuine taste of medical tyranny. This past these past two years, we we seen it. There's still elements of it going on right now. They got these bone, um, what they call it, bivalent booster shots that's popping off right now. And the, the beautiful thing is, man, you know, under ten percent of the population have taken these damn booster shots. So, so shout out to the rest of the people because they like, I'm good. The rest of the people who who done took this shit is like, I'm cool. I'm cool on it, you know. You got to understand, them people don't took four or five shots in like 24 months. Four to five fucking shots in 24 months. Think about that shit. Even them, even they probably the most, I'm doing it for my for my uh, health. That motherfucker's like, hmm, I think I'm going to pass on this new, on this, I think I'm going to pass on this new shit. You know what I'm saying? What up? I see Young Taekwondo just walked into the building. What's going on, Young Taekwondo in the building? What's happening? The motherfuckers like, I think I'm a pass, man. Under 10% of the population has taken those bivalent boosters. And I'm like, the reason why they're not taking it, that shit done fucked a lot of people up. Some people feeling them effects, none you. You know what I'm saying? They've been fucked up. They silent. You got to understand, them people are embarrassed. You could imagine how many people are fucking suffering right now. Could you imagine waking up and you don't understand why you feel in a particular way? You don't understand why your body, your joints are so massively inflamed now? Could you imagine waking up to having chronic headaches like you've never had in your fucking life? And you waking up with this shit every morning, you going to the doctor, and they can't tell you what the fuck's wrong with you? Could you imagine waking up every morning and you have some chest pain and you're like, your heart is fluttering and you having your, your, your chest is tight or could you imagine waking up in, in the morning and your legs are swollen and you can't understand why you, your fucking legs are just swelling up and now you got thrombosis and you got blood clots and they got you on thinners them people they are fucked up and the, and the sad part is that they still ain't fucking really um speaking out and see and to see those like like you said because one, they embarrassed. They're they're fucking embarrassed because they got tricked. They got tricked. They don't have no fallback. But no, but they what they don't understand is that if you come together and show and prove your vaccine injuries and it become a ma- major mass movement, then you can really shake shit up. But these people are embarrassed, man, because the motherfuckers got tricked. 
into taking that shit. Do you know the stillbirth? Check this out. A new, um, you know, article just came out. Um, stillbirth. Stillbirths in Europe have shot up. Check this out, y'all. Stillbirths. Five, like 2,000%. Stillbirths. These bitches, is, they, they, they babies is dying in the womb. This is after they've been, that's, this is like a year after they had that fucking injection. They go off thinking they cool, they can go, you know, get pregnant. Stillbirths are shooting through the roof. Yep, you just, you just volunteered yourself for, like, you just voluntarily committed yourself to the eugenics experiment. That's what you did. Holla. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> that was it. No longer will you possibly be able to procreate a lot of these folks. The shit coming through these women's breast milk, so they breastfeeding their baby. Who knows what the fuck is going to happen to your child? This is where your baby gets its natural immunities. You know what I'm saying? Come on, they've already and, and, then, and like I said, I told y'all uh, last uh, strong. Um, they trying they they voted the CDC done voted fifteen nothing to get this shit on the childhood um, vaccine schedule. You know what I'm saying? So they trying to go ahead and make real quick, but I, I, people are waking up to. I think you know there's a lot of people like I'm not putting that shit in my child. And you got to remember, depending on where you live. They've tried to make it very nearly impossible to um, to get exceptions so you your child doesn't have to take it. You have to have them almost completely out of the school system and or not in a classroom setting. As of right now, my children, have, uh, you know, I haven't vaccinated them at all, and I, I won't have to think, you know, thankful most time in a position where I don't have to put them in school and, um, because they're in a non-classroom setting, they don't—they're exempt um, from getting any vaccines, you know, because my children are not in a classroom setting, even for a homeschooled child. You know what I'm saying? So, um, children or that are, that are attached to the system, you know, to the um, public school system per se, because my children are not totally homeschooled, as in they don't do the curriculum of. Um, the school system, but they're not in the classroom setting, so they're exempt. But if the, if the day ever come where they try to block that shit, then um, I'll be doing other things. But I think for the most high, as of right now, um, my only, my, you know, they, they go, they, the time is going so fast that they almost through with with, uh, with school, almost. I mean, I got one that's a, a sophomore now another one that's the eighth grader, and then I got another one that's a third grader. So I got a little bit of time. But but the po- cold part was is that had, they, they made those college, some college students get that shit. And that's unfortunate because, come on, these people are at, them youngsters are at their um, uh, health peak, per se. You know, we're talking about 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, they're, you know, uh, they're at the height of their virality as young people, and they fuck themselves up. Every time they fuck around and take that thing, it's, it's, it's decreasing their natural immune system, so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, so that's this a hell of a documentary. On the 21st, 
um, um, Sutton, what do you call Suddenly Dead? Or, yeah, Suddenly Dead drops. I'm going to see if we can try to stream it live here in the mansion on the 21st when it drops because I'm actually um, – I'm actually uh, I follow that dude Stuart Peters who who made that documentary so he might have a um a actual live uh, streaming I mean you know what I'm saying like a like a debut and if so I'm gonna play it here in the mansion when is the 21st Let me look at my calendar the 21st is on a Monday so um, if that sh- if it goes up then we're gonna be streaming it live in here. Uh, and then you say, shit, if I had children, mine would not know what the inside of a school looked like. Mine would be right next to my ass on their laptop. Door. Hey, that's how I live it, boo. That's how I live it. My children have never seen the inside of a classroom. <laughs> they just look. They look and we like, I wonder. I, every time we pass this, hey, hey, Nanya, every time we pass a school, I say, don't it look like a prison, y'all? So don't that shit look like a prison? I said, it's a gate around the schoolyard, right? I said, the building looks like a fucking prison, does it not? And he's like, you got a point there, Mom. You, you got a point. I said, yep, looks just like a prison. <laughs> it ain't much different from it. When you see how it functions when you inside of that bitch, it ain't much different than how they do inside of the prisons, man. Um, I could imagine. So, yeah. But, um... So let's roll right into it, man. Let's talk about these midterms. Um, do I got any? Let me see if I got any other type of news for y'all before um, we jump off into uh, what's going on with these midterms. Oh, I'm a little update on, on Kyrie and um, that whole situation. So y'all know about y'all know who Kyrie Irving is. If you don't, um, you, I'm sure you heard about him, the youngster, the NBA player, the point guard, um, playing for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you know, he tweeted a link to Negroes, Hebrews to Negroes. He didn't he didn't say nothing, he didn't do nothing, he just put on he just he just dropped the link. That actually is for a documentary that is um you know, connected on that's just, that's on Amazon's platform. So once that dropped on the on the back of Kanye West, they 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 just go in on Kyrie. You know, they ask him these questions, are you an anti-Semite, are you this, do you believe that, do you believe this? Um, I've actually started watching this documentary because I, I had to see what all the fuss is about. You know, I'm like, you know, um, I've seen the first hour. It looks like this from the first hour that I've seen is that they're just breaking down historical, biblical uh, information about what the real Jews or the, you know, the Hebrew Jews, what region they come from, what they look like um, compared to the um, biblical stories of Shem, Ham, and uh, Abraham, you know, that whole, that whole lineage. And so, of course, anytime you uh, say you dive into that, you ruffle the feathers of the little hats of those of the Jewish people of the, and, and, for, and particularly the Hasidic Jews. Um, and, and the secular Jews who, who, who hold a lot of influence in positions of where they be. And so, um, they, like I said, they went in on it. Uh, the owner, um, something side came out with this, um, came out with this thing. I'm disappointed in Kyrie to have hold such views and everything like that. And I love this comeback. 
I loved his comeback because he was like, look, man, he's like, I just looked, I just watched the video. He was like, um, he was like, I didn't promote it per se, but he stood his ground. Um, and you got to ask, ask who was Jerry Sai, the owner for the, um, of the, uh, Brooklyn Nets, you know, he's, you know, I mean, just call it what it is. He's, he's a, he's a communist, man. He, he's a, um, he got his fortune through Alibaba, who um, was connected to China. Um, China, you know, Alibaba is connected to the, the China, Chinese government, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and so they came out with that. He still stood his ground. He wouldn't apologize for nothing. And, and he didn't, because he, he like, I didn't do anything, you know. And he said, how can I be anti-Semitic when I know where I come from? And that's the problem that they have with him. No different than um, Kanye saying, we are, I am Jew. And and you can't do that, because you understand these the little hats and ascetic, they, they shield themselves in a World War II era type um, covering as so-called Jewish people, they use um, the incidents of the incidents of World War II, Nazi Germany, the um, extradition of them, um, then coming out of Germany, Russia, um, Poland, Ukraine, and them being awarded that land over there in Palestine in 1945 through 1948. So. Um, with that, they've been able to cloak themselves in that kind of protection where you can't say anything about them people or any type of business dealings that they're doing. And, um, and by claiming your heritage as a true Hebrew is now considered anti-Semitic, right? And, let, and remember how I told you how they change up the language. We're living in 1984, so they can change up the definition of anything at any moment that that they choose to, to, to fit whatever it is they're trying to accomplish. So anti-Semitic now has been changed to what is perceived as anti-Semitic. You hear what I just said, y'all? The official definition of what it means to be anti-Semitic, they put in the definition of perce- perceived anti-Semitism. Any th- anybody can perceive anything they want. See, that's how they cover themselves now, right? You don't have to necessarily um, have some shit where you want to use the, oh, they rule everything, they rule the world, they have control of the banks. They have control over entertainment. They have control. No. Now you can just claim your heritage from a biblical standpoint, and now that's considered anti-Semitic because now you're denying them of being actual Jewish people or the real Jews or the authentic Jews and things of that nature. So that's what they got going on. So anyway, Kyrie, like I said, he's standing on his square. He ain't apologized really much. He said, I apologize for anybody that I hurt, but I'm not anti-Semitic, and I can't be if I know who I am. And so all little, the the nigga apologists for every, any and everything took to um, the airwaves and uh, went in on Kyrie. Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, Kenny Smith, Stephen A. Smith. Um, Michael Smith, Michael Wellborn, 
um, what's that broad name? Um, Hill, Jameel Hill. Now, you know, Jameel Hill, all these niggas who, who stand on their Black Lives Matter, oh, don't be, you know, I can say what I want, fuck Trump and all that, and that's how they made they, you know, doing all that. But soon they told you niggas to go after that boy. Because he wasn't suspended up until that whole clan said that he, the NBA dropped the ball, literally, and that he needs to be suspended. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to um, Jay Will, Jay, um, Jason Williams. Who would have ever thought that Jay Will would be the one stepping up for him? I don't know if y'all know who Jay, Jason Williams is, but um, me as a, a, you know, a, a hooper, a hoophead, um, Jay Will played at Duke, uh, same school where Kyrie played. Jay, Jay Will, um, back in the early 2000s, was the number one overall pick out of Duke point guard. Um, got drafted by the Chicago Bulls. Um, his career was injured short because he got into an accident on a motorcycle, but the boy was, was going to be like the next best thing, right? So, but his career was cut short. He, he went into commentary. And, and the reason why, that's why you can never judge a, a, a person by their perceived persona because Jay Will is seen as a, square, a super square-ass cat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, really, you know, you would think he would be the one who totes the company line because how he's perceived from being clean, super clean cut. He ain't from the hood. He come from a two-parent household. He went to Duke. You know, that's how he's perceived. But who would have thought he'd be the realest nigga out there working for ESPN, all these talking heads, Shannon Sharp, all them niggas went in on him. You know, went in on Kyrie. And Jay Will was like, nah, he was like, nah, he was like, check this out. It, you can have an opinion of searching for your heritage. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing evil about that. There's nothing anti-Semitic about doing the research of who you are and what conclusions you come up with. Come on, man. This is a country that's saying you can be a fucking, you can identify as anything you fucking want to be, right, y'all? You can be, a, you can be a boy when you're born a girl. You can, you can be a lizard person and tattoo your face and say that I'm officially a lizard. You can be identify as a baby, but a Nubian can't be a Hebrew, a Jew. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if you do, and if you do proclaim it, you're a part of a cult. You know what I'm saying? You're a part of a cult if you do proclaim it. Then they want to go back to, uh, uh, what's the motherfuckers, uh, um, I, forget, I forget his name. I had a homeboy who was a part of a, uh, uh, that um, group, my partner Alfonso. What was the original, the, the other Hebrews? Not the motherfuckers that be on the corner, but the ones that was into that criminal organization. <laughs> My partner was a part of, uh, grew up in that, in that sect. What is the motherfuckers called? Uh, yeah, Yahweh bin Yahweh. Yeah, yeah. My partner Alfonso and um and, and Tucky and all of them grew up in um in that. And I never would understand when we was this when we was in junior high school. He'd be like, man, I go, you know, the church y'all been Yahweh bin Yahweh. We be 
um, Hebrews, and I never really paid much attention to it, but, you know, um, but yeah. So, so next, next thing you know, Nike suspends him. They suspend, but they didn't drop him. They didn't drop him yet, but they suspended him. Okay? All right. What up, Zena? Zena says, the story of Abraham is a fucking allegory according to the Bible. I know white folks be having a good old jolly laugh at niggas. Galilee, um, to me, I, yeah, I don't fuck with the Bible. Man, if outside of the, the outside of the words of Jesus and the fucking parables and the lessons, like, I don't fuck with the Bible. I, it's not my thing. But it really ain't. <laughs> it, it just it just really ain't uh, my thing. It really not. Um, and I don't pretend to either because I'm not into the that we got this, that, that we got. I'm just, I just need the jewels and the fucking wisdom and shit. I don't need to know any of that other shit. Not, that's just me personally. I, I, I don't get off into that. I don't, I don't care too much for that. Um. Because I don't identify myself with any any of that shit. <laughs> so, so, but um, so as I read this, you know, I couldn't really tell you what it means outside of you saying it is an allegory, you know, and all that stuff. So, outside of you saying it's an allegory, I couldn't really um. Put the two just together, but I know they—they, they, you know, they—they they try, try to use the Bible to show that they're Hebrews, but nonetheless, nonetheless, um, the nigga's standing on the square, and he ain't backing down. Just as Kanye didn't, and what it all exposes again is this—it just to me, it just continue to show what we already know that they got, you know, certain people got a particular lot on shit, what you can and what you can't say, and if you do say it, it's a problem, but it goes back again to, um, goes back to what Kanye was saying at the end of the day, when it comes to this, um, hip-hop and, and, um, who runs what industry, how they manipulate it, how they manipulate it in, in terms of, of, of movements, um, the culture that was created out of it once it turned after 1989 pretty much um, and how it's been used as a really a tool, a weapon uh, against the Nubian community as a whole and it's perpetuating death, drugs, and shit. And that, you know, just like it's become a death culture at the end of the day. Uh, um, hopefully this is the, 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 the time where that shit is going to be shaken up. I don't know. I don't fucking know, you know. Don said last week it really um, all depends on on women and the women and their ability to change shit. And so that goes for hip hop too. It's gonna be it's gonna have to come from women. What up, Tony? Tony's in the building. It's gonna have to come from women to stop consuming the shit. Um, as I got older, it's our shit I listened to. I mean, goddamn, some of that shit we grew up on. I mean, I, I can I can. Rap, Don't Fight the Feeling Right Now, one of the most degrading-ass fucking songs, probably one of the most degrading songs of all time when it comes to women. Too Short, Don't Fight the Feeling, you know. <laughs> you know, just call me stepdaddy. I know that whole track, word for word, line for line, is when you rap it, it's one of the most 
the grain ass shit ever <laughs> when it comes to women, you know. Shit. Timothy, I don't even want to do it. I wasn't rapping, but I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> but you understand, you understand what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, what, what does it all mean? What it all means to me, I just like to see a non-scary-ass nigga. I don't, I, you know, I, I just love to see a, um, to watch a, a, a black man, an Uber man, stand on his fucking square, not to, not to be shook, not to fucking bend the knee if you can, you know. And really, as far as I'm concerned with this shit, this shit ain't really about this. This shit really about him not taking that shot too. At the end of the day, too, because you know Kyrie was one of the only NBA players who would not take that fucking shot. He just wouldn't. And but you, but the, but the. The biggest whole-ass nigga that came out and spoke out against him, which I did not like, was LeBron James. LeBron, I know, I don't know if many of y'all been seeing that, that, that wedding, that rabbi wedding, that whole Jewish um, ceremony wedding that LeBron is seen, um, was seen in, uh, you know, dressed in all black, black sunglasses, holding this convicted uh, rabbi's hand and shit. And he came out with a strong statement against Kyrie. And, and I'm like, nigga, you didn't have to say anything. But because they put a mic in your face, you're talking about, oh, he hurt a lot of people. He didn't say shit, bitch. For one, he didn't even he didn't say a word. He posted a link. You know? Zena you know, uh, say niggas fighting to dig themselves in a deeper spell. I don't even know if it's, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think Zena, I think at at the end of the day, I think they're fighting. I could be totally wrong. I could be totally wrong, but this is just my perspective: is that you're you're exposing through through claiming that you are Hebrew, how you got these falsified individuals who are now who they are say they are, who have major influence within industry, politics, and shit that go down. You know, it's it's, it's, it's some real interesting shit just, just to watch it. Ain't none of these niggas gonna free None of these niggas who are mind fucked, but at the same time, could it lead to something that gets the ball moving? It remains to be seen. I know him and um, I know him and Ye is tight. I know him and Ye is real tight. They kick it, they talk, they know each other. Um, what will it lead to? Will it lead to industry change? Because when it comes down to it, to me, at the end of the day, it's still all economics. Let me bring in our brother, uh, Mr. Lowry. He got his hand up. Come on in, man. Mr. D.C. is in the building. What's happening with you, Mr. Lowry? Come on in, 202. Unmute, Mr. Lowry. Great day, Nev. How are you? I'm doing my best. What's going on with you? I'm doing good. Sort of fumbling to find the mute button there. Thank you. 
uh, for having the show tonight. Just uh, mm-hmm. enjoying the conversation, man. Mm-hmm. That Kyrie, all that shit, bullshit. Right? What you mean? It's just it's just something to distract Negroes because it's time for Negroes to deal with Negro business and stay out the big boy stuff. So we give you this. Ex- but expound. I mean, because you know, they, they, they're in black neighborhoods still in votes from black people like shit, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the big business. We don't need y'all to be focusing mm-hmm. on the issues of your respective localities. We need you to be focused on whether or not black people are goddamn Hebrews. That's what we yeah, need you to be focused I can understand on. what you're saying, but niggas are not politically astute anyway. They're not into that shit. Majority of niggas don't even believe in politics. Well, that's the exactly politics have any that's kind of why they're not. They're not politically, you know what I'm saying? Like, but that's they why don't they're part, not. They ain't involved. Part of it is our fault. Part mm-hmm. of it is mindless distractions that mm-hmm. masquerade as something that's important. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it real. As far as me, mm-hmm. my daughters, and my mm-hmm. beautiful granddaughters, whether or not a nigga is a Hebrew is the absolute last thing on my mind in terms of mm-hmm. keeping my head above water. Like uh, they said on Good Times, like keeping my head above water. Whether or mm-hmm. not I'm a, a damn Hebrew is irrelevant, and none of it makes sense because you can't argue that the Bible is a made-up book because it is made up, and if it's made up, it makes the whole Jewish story made up, and if the whole Jewish story is made up, by extension, the whole Hebrew story is fucking made up. All of these are terms that the white man gave us. We don't even know if the term Hebrew even existed in days of old. (laughs) Absolutely. Let let me say something in in this chat room. When when we talk about the fake left go right, niggas ain't focused on a motherfucking thing. What the fucking fuck? Hold on. I lost the shit. Hold on. Oh, man. You know what I mean? So they just throw these mindless, you know, distractions out there because that's just good things for black people, you know, to focus on, right? I mean, things like that seems to captivate our mind for some reason or another. And it's sort of, they call it in some circles, they say that person is still running in circles. They're not on a square. They're in a circle, uh, chasing their own tail. You know, um, it's unfortunate what they're doing to Kyrie, but, you know, these uh, predictive program engineers are good. So they knew what the man reaction was going to be before they put him on front street. They they can tell, like you said, you alluded to the uh, vaccine. So they knew what his position was going to be. They knew how he was going to carry it, and they put his ass in the pickle. You know, uh, 
I don't know who he's listening, but, you know, he probably may need a better circle, you know, of advisors. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, whether or not black people and the Hebrew and, you know, that documenting, all that shit is garbage. From where I stand. Uh because nobody has ever proven that a goddamn Hebrew ever existed. I don't think that that's what the whole point was. Great day, Larry. Great day. Don't I don't great think that you. was um, your boy Kanye stands or Kyrie or anybody the fuck else stands was whether a nigga was a goddamn Hebrew or not. Their stance was exposing the goddamn synagogue of Satan that's playing niggas to their death. That's what their focus was, was exposing these goddamn Jew-ass, Jew-ish, kind of, sort of, but not really ish-ass, Caucasians. That's what that shit was. I can appreciate that. I, I can yeah, appreciate yeah, that what wasn't even about that shit. It was exposing these motherfuckers because they hiding behind, they're hiding yeah. behind... They're hiding behind this goddamn uh, fucking, um, let's say, religion, right? And Jew is not a fucking religion, by the way. But they're hiding Mm -hmm. behind a religion, but they're playing Satan at the same goddamn time. So their religion, just like old fake-ass Irish-ass motherfucker putting on some goddamn feathers and shit, calling themselves Cherokee or Choctaw, is hiding behind right. that as a protection. Mm. Yet they get That's away with all yeah. types of goddamn falsified, plagiarized ass shit. I'm with you a hundred on that. Yeah, so that's all that's that shit game. really was, was when Kanye came out, he came out to expose these goddamn synagogues of Satan, only motherfucking booking niggas, giving niggas goddamn a fucking 360 deal to create war, right. disrespect, murder, right. their own motherfucking people, and they advertise drugs, selling it to their own people. Mm-hmm. So it was the exposure of this Caucasian-ass dog motherfucker pretending to be God's chosen group of fucking dogs. Right. And they, they infiltrated, mm-hmm. got into the media, controlled politics, Control the goddamn education system. Control the fucking music. Control what food we fucking eat, yet they don't eat the shit. Right. So it was exposed, basically, of the Caucasian race, be they Jews pretending to be niggas, fucking white people pretending to be fucking indigenous to America. They all fucking crackers. At the end of the day, but these motherfuckers mm-hmm. is hiding behind some motherfucking Hebraic fucking law. They're the so same they ones so they that started be created the whole interracial marriage and shit so niggas and dogs can fuck their ass up out of existence. They're the same ones that started the NAAC motherfucking P. Mm-hmm. So that's what that shit was about. It wasn't about goddamn niggas 
want to believe that they not Jews or not, man. That shit is exposing this goddamn cracker for what the fuck the motherfucker is. Right, and how they hide behind that World uh, War II fucking that uh, World War II uh, symbolism uh, of Judaism. So they can't be criticized for shit when their hands is all in the cookie jar. That don't serve black folks at all. So what's up, Don? I didn't I didn't I mean, the principle, that principle of it, I agree 100, uh, Don. There is no disagreement there. Uh, that's the name of their game. That's what's underneath all of it. They go take people's shit, and then they put on the, the other people's mantle as if it was them. They are original to nothing. That's their game. That's what it's ex- exposing. They of themselves are, are worth nothing. They go and take people's shit. That's what they're doing. And then they make up all this elaborate stuff to to, to try to cover it. I mean, I, uh, I agree 100 with that. Um, I would say uh, Kanye was closer to, <clears throat> closer to it than, Kyrie, Kyrie got put on Front Street because he posted that uh, link to that video. Yeah, and that just, link to that's that, a, that's that a video. Public, that's a public. That's a public. Just that's a public. Toby Boy situation when it comes to Kyrie because he didn't do a fucking thing. Now he got to right. go through a six step program to get back to go play ball. Like fuck all that. He got to do all that. Go to some sensitivity training. Go sit down with the Jewish community, community and leaders. Well, Kyrie, make sure that you take the the maker and the creator of that documentary that you put, and make sure that you go take the elder of the of the um of theology and Hebrew and in Torah studies with you, and that's a black Hebrew, so y'all can go talk and then go make that shit happen. See, I would put the ball in they fucking court. If we're going to expose it all, put the ball in they court. If this is about understanding and awareness, then I'm putting all you motherfuckers on front street. And if they say no, then, they, then they've been proven. Once again, they've shown their hand they're guilty because you don't want to sit down and have that scholarship com- type of conversation. And that shit needs to be had because, like Don just, um, you know, iterated, that these are the motherfuckers who are behind these fucked up deals that actually promote this death culture to our people. And, and, and the money is so so much that they don't turn away because it's an, it's an enticement of the cash. How much of that shit, of that upfront money is they going to turn away? But when I need you to go talk about, uh, shoot, buck the next nigga and pull his cat back, because that's what the people want to hear. Matter of fact, let me play this for y'all, I thought. I mean, I don't, cause I hate, I hate that it has to. I don't want to play it. I said I wasn't gonna play it, but I kind of want to play it, but I don't want to because it's the same shit that we saying. But white man's ice is colder. So when the white man say it, then we be like, oh, where did you? Do what Kanye was saying? No fucking duh. But but, but, but people see, like it when it come out of white person voice. But, but see, it's designed to elicit that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why they're doing it. They want it. It's sort of like rubbing it in your face. They don't care that you expose them. If 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 if, if I it's was about to what put you do myself, afterwards. 
far as I'm concerned, if I'm sitting on the power to make these niggas do all this shit, you can expose all you want to. But you mm-hmm. need to have your ass in the studio and rap these lyrics I wrote for you. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Right? So part of that is designed to elicit those exact feelings of uh, outrage, um, frustration, knowing that in uh, most rounds, a lot of rounds, I will say that, they got the power to do what the fuck they want to do regardless of how you feel. The end result of that is a demoralizing feeling for many, not all, but for many at the end because now I'm outraged. My outrage mm-hmm. has me jumping all up and down, but then my jumping up and down accomplishes nothing. At the, mm-hmm. the, at the end of that is uh, deflation. Is demoralization. Yeah, especially if it ain't back, especially if it ain't backed by no action. Because especially if it's not backed by action, because if you are about that action, that is how change starts. And you more know more than anybody because you deal in politics and you are a person of action. You do. So that's the only way that things can actually change is in the process of doing something other than. So hopefully it shakes the cage and rattles the cage enough. Well, motherfuckers do something other than. Yeah, that's why I keep saying uh, that um, from from where I am, this is strictly my opinion. It may not be a fact. Yes. But we're going to mm-hmm. have to figure out another way in attacking this beast by going down into making it about race. I'm black, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, these white motherfuckers ain't worth shit. Okay. I got that. Right. Mm-hmm. There, there is no, mm-hmm. uh, for me, there is no misunderstanding because I've right. been mixed up with these people on the, on the shit in and of it plenty of times in my life and in my career. So I have no misunderstanding yet. But once we fight in that round, we're fighting in a game that they already got fucking rigged. We can't fight. No, you got to play your own game. Can I say something real quick? Listen, man, the fight is simply knowing. It's so much shit they hear from these niggas, and niggas need to just fucking know, period. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I I would agree with that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is, this whole covering up on niggas. Knowing is half the battle. Absolutely. So, shit, man, that's the damn thing. And so, and you know it's about they don't want niggas to know because they're not even telling niggas what actually is anti-Semitic that Kanye said or what is anti-Semitic. They're goddamn covering it. So they're hiding this shit. They ain't nothing but fucking concealers. They've been concealing niggas' identity ever since they opened up Columbus fucking Christopher Columbus scroll where he said he, when he got to this land he saw <laughs> little flat foot, yeah. big lips, wide nose, woolly ass, hid that Somebody shit. You know what I'm saying? Shit. So a lot of that shit, man. They just, but this is this. And I hope you know what I'm saying. Just to even know 
what the fuck the goddamn shaking of the goddamn table is, man. That's good mm-hmm. enough. Because these crackers been hiding so much shit from niggas even lied and said yeah. black people and white people are the fucking same. Stop lying, crackers. We are not the fucking same <laughs> genetically. None of that shit. Right. But just lie. They will be fucking lying. Real talk, y'all. Real talk. Just lying. And so, I mean, for real. So that's why I said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see Kyrie sit, standing on this square and, and the, those who actually came out to finally so show some public fucking support instead of leaving that nigga on, on you know, leaving little homie on step. If that's the case, I could imagine what these punk-ass niggas would have did to, to Malcolm back in the day or to Jim Brown back in the day when they took stands in 1964. What the, you know, uh, what's my nigga, uh, Bill, uh, Bill Russell on there, when they all came together, mm-hmm. when, when the incident happened, and it was like, nah, nigga, we not playing. And they got all, and, and people don't remember that, that part of history where um, Bill Russell got every nigga who played for the Boston Celtics to walk off the court. And was like, nah, we not playing. You can't get these niggas today to do such a thing. Nah, we ain't playing. We're not playing. He got all the niggas who played for the Celtics to walk off the court. You, you wouldn't get these niggas wouldn't get that kind of support today, you know. But shout out to Jalen Brown. Shout out to Jalen Brown, who was actually a part of Donda, um, who plays for the Celtics. Who uh, played? Who actually was on Kanye's sports management company, Donda Sports? Powers that be had him drop Kanye though for his his sports management, Donda Sports. <laughs> but um, but he came back and said, "This shit y'all doing to Kyrie, we can't we can't allow it. That's just unacceptable. It's unacceptable." So I'm glad it's like a public support, like to watch a nigga get. For that to happen to him and his peers don't do shit or just sit there in silence is the weakest shit. And I don't like to see, I don't like uh, seeing weak ass black that men. That shit goes on in I real don't. life too, now. That shit yeah. goes on the macro and micro. That's how. I agree. It really, really goes down. Uh, you step out there and you uh, look mm-hmm. behind you. You that damn is- sure better be. Strong in what you stand for, and you can withstand it. You're gonna take a hit, but you withstand it. Mm-hmm. You're strong, but if you're expecting for uh, a ground swell of support, support from niggas at this particular point in time, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're Black Lives I, Matter. I like Black Lives Matter. Ain't there's a lack of knowledge that that they have that they can stand. They don't. They're, they're the knowledge base, the prerequisite knowledge base, which feeds that spiritual, that is, is not present. To have them stand, mm-hmm. there's nothing to stand on because they have nothing. All they have is a threat to break your motherfucking ass and take your money. And that's enough to have you walk down the street to most, a big game fight sure. and everybody Absolutely. talk to shit. And the you turn around and stand there by yourself. Most of them are. Most of them are, are, are afraid to take that financial hit. And that's why 
I don't, you know, I don't like what these niggas be saying. Uh, Kanye is only doing this by Kanye. I'm like, nigga, he the one who took the fight. He the one who took the financial risk to even talk this shit. He the one who got a deal pulled from him. He the one who, you know what I'm saying, who actually took a financial hit. For real, for real. Underneath all of that, though, I can imagine Mr. West is free. He probably has a feeling of... has that, sure. that feeling is like almost a, a brick being lift off your shoulder. Yeah, it's like a noose being <laughs> taken off of your neck. Right, because I done drew the line in the same. Now, y'all can't just sit here and keep pulling these goddamn strings, right? It, it is what it is. Right. It's just point. So I can imagine he, right. he's probably feeling freer than he ever felt since he entered into that particular game, really, to be honest. No doubt. I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play this clip for y'all. Like I said, I really didn't want to play it, but um, I'm gonna play it real quick. So, like I said, I hate the um, white man ice is colder kind of thing. But it was telling because it was coming from a um a radio uh um a rec- an executive director who directs rap videos who who said this. So um, don't know record exec. I said. Record director. Because he said that after uh, the young dude from Migos got murdered. The the young guy, uh, Takeoff, it was kind of, it was in reply yeah. to the Takeoff thing. And so, um, so I, I thought it was something very telling. I actually is, um, uh, saw our man. brother uh, ID I, on his clip. He was actually, I saw him on comment on it. This here we go. So let's let it put, play. You can watch it on in the mansion on my uh, on my stream. Here we go. Light of seeing that a rapper from Migos died, I just wanted to go ahead and make a video about something I have a unique experience in. So I directed a bunch of rappers, people like Gucci Mane, Snoop Dogg, you know, uh, Lil Yachty. The list goes on and on and on. Okay. I learned a lot of things, um, and I have left the industry um, largely over my political beliefs, but there is something I want to impart to people to hopefully, you know, make some sort of change happen. So I have a challenge to rappers, and I know some of you still follow me. I know a bunch of the celebrity blogs still follow me from trying to get news from music videos and things like that. So here's the truth. The truth is this. A bunch of young black male rappers keep dying. You know who's not dying? record executives, the record executives that push for them to continue to make songs and create a culture that is obsessed with death, drugs, and sex, period. The industry is obsessed with it, but those record executives, they're not dying because they don't push this culture on their own people, but they're encouraging you to push it on yours, and they're paying you handsomely to do it. The reality is I know a lot of you. A lot of you are good people. You're family guys. You're not the image that you put out there to the world. Why? Why don't you be the example, stand up, I challenge you, be the example, make music about the culture you want to see. Don't just get online today and talk about how, you know, whenever a rapper makes it, his own people take him down. Don't just make those videos, don't be sad, don't rest in peace, none of that stuff. Be the change you wanna see. Inspire it in your community, reach out to other rappers and say, we have to stop, we're being used. You've been used for a long time, you know. They create this paradigm to make you believe that you're so important and your celebrity status is worth so much, but in truth, you're a pawn in their game and you always have been. 
The government has wanted to hold down communities of people in different ways through different methods for a very long time. Their method in the black community has been to use entertainment to create a culture obsessed with death, drugs, sex, and money so that they could create a false paradigm of what happiness and what success really was. And in doing so, they created a world that also made people more dependent on government and as a result, gave themselves more power. The record executives that push you to do this, to go and continue to profit off the backs of your work, they're in cahoots with the elite. They're in cahoots with the government. They want you to think you're important, but in truth, you're just doing their dirty work for them, so stop. They've empowered you in ways that are real. You have an audience, you have platforms, you have the ability to make change. So go against the grain together. They're more afraid of you all together standing up and creating a new culture that's built around family, faith, freedom, doing the right thing, valuing life than they are of anything else. So I challenge you, use your power to do the right things. If you continue to do the same thing you've done, more rappers like this are going to die. How many have to die before you change the culture? And let me tell you something else. There's a reason the record labels pay us more to do rap videos. They don't tell you that, do they? Do they tell you that they pay us more to do your videos? Because they do. They do it because they know it's more dangerous. They do it because they know it's more difficult. And they do it because, frankly, there's a lot of money laundering involved. Those labels wash a bunch of money through. We don't do it, but we know the labels are doing it 100%. Okay, they're then taking the money off the top end and you see on your royalty check, oh, they spent 150000 on this video. Did they? Because we didn't see 150000 Okay, so, and to who? Their friend's company? A lot of times that's the case. Same thing with insurance companies. They charge us more to insure your videos. And it's because they know the culture that's been created. They know that the only possibility of a music video being shot up is on a rap video. And that's truth. So change the culture. You have the power. I gotta say it. This is shit we talk about all the time. So unfortunately, it, it blew up when Kanye said it. He clearly they made him the wrong messenger. And like this, this was a segment of black folks that was like. You know, yeah, he's out for himself, and he's crazy, and he's a flip-flopper. He's, you know, he's hypocritical. You know, he's a hypocrite. He flopped back and forth. He said uh, slavery was a choice. And so when he said it, you had a a large portion of our people who was like, "Ah." but this right here, this this clip is blowing blowing up. (laughs) It's It's straight blowing up. But the message remains the same, though. Like we already know. I mean, when is enough going to be enough? I don't know. I don't know. But I know one thing. All the big wigs in hip-hop, all your favorite rappers, ain't said a fucking word. Not a word. Not a word. They silent as silent can be. Not a word. Am I missing that? I don't know. I don't follow Snoop. I don't follow T.I. I don't follow uh, who, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't follow anything for the, unless it blow up and I see it all throughout my timeline and I'll grab it. 
but I haven't heard anybody say anything. Not a word. No Jay-Z. No, uh, who else popping out here? Who? Yeah, we, we played that a, a, a while ago, too. Absolutely, uh, Zena. Yeah, I, 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 shit, we played that a couple of, what, a couple of years ago, right? Um, when we talked about what the radio records or the radios play mm-hmm. as compared to if you say that I'm going to give a bitch a pill, an X pill, and, and once you talk about drugging them and then you know, they'll take it, they let they let that ride. <laughs> as soon as you talk about um, giving drugging a woman, that then you lose your endorsement or whatever the case may be or whatever. But, yeah, right. I, I remember that well. But I'm just saying, none, they are absolutely silent when it comes to that. And that, to me, that's the telltale sign. I just, like I said, will it, what, what would become of it? I have no idea. Will anything become of it? Like I said, remains to be seen. So, um, um, well, a lot of those cats are are, uh, trained operatives, the Ravens rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like the same thing. the, The same thing is true. We're saying it, but it goes all the way down the line. Just like the Nordic came down and took people's shit and then told everybody it was them when they hijacked it, the same thing in that rap game. So these are people hijacking a narrative, really, that they're forcing on people, really. I'm beginning to think ain't none of this shit our true fucking culture. All this shit <laughs> is scripted and being pushed on us as a culture. So it's being pushed from the top down as opposed to a bottom-up thing. Even if you look at the high spots with the murders, if you're in a jurisdiction and you're sitting on 600,000 blacks and maybe 150 of them got murdered, Mm -hmm. tragic enough, right? But then if you do the Mm -hmm. math, that's a very small percentage of our population as well. Right. Now, yeah. you know, I'm not justifying 150 murders. I'm just looking at the math. So, so there's a there's a disconnect between what they're pushing on us as our culture and what our culture actually is. You see what I'm saying? So, I think a lot of mm-hmm. these rappers are trained military operatives. Like when 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 they look back into the hippie thing in the '60s music, I like a lot of that music too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But when you start looking at Jim Morrison from the Doors and okay. and Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. these were some of the biggest cats mm-hmm. during that area. Yeah, all these were right. kids of military people. Oh. All the motherfuckers. Jimmy came out the army. Jim Morrison's dad was the dude who helped set off the fucking Vietnam War in the Bay of Tonkin. And they did that false flag there to set off. That was Jim Morrison's dad. Jim Morrison came out of a military school in Arlington, Virginia, over on this side of town. And Arlington is known as a military. Oh, that's the head of the intelligence. 
That's the home yeah. of, 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 of the intelligence yeah, community. Yeah, Arlington, yeah. Absolutely. That's, a, Absolutely. that's the alphabet. It's flooded with them. It's flooded with them, right? right? That's, their, that's right. their base. So Jim Morrison went to school over on this side of town. Mm-hmm. And he came out of all that. Uh, Zappa, he was another uh, military. So when you start looking at that stuff, but and yeah, you're right. They were all hooked up with the alphabets, the intelligence. All of that hippie thing was hooked up together. And they used those musicians to get it across. But all of these musicians had ties to the fucking military. Yo. And that's interesting because they were all anti-war activists through their music. Or they supposedly. were playing that role. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah that's but that's fucking true. Tim Morrison was a military brat, but you would not have known that. Like, if you go look at, um, and I have a collection of albums, too. They're going to be worse. Now, if you look at his old album covers Ooh, and stuff, they are. <laughs> you, you, you think that the uh, uh, Riders on the Storm, uh, Break On Through was the first one. But when you look at their album. Break On Through to the other side. Yeah, to the other side. That's my joint. That oh, whole yeah. thing is bad. Mm-hmm. That, they had a lot of jazz mm-hmm. in their stuff, too. I give them credit for that. But when mm-hmm. you look at him coming from the shoes of that young hippie, and this new thing is hitting the scene, and these cool folks coming out, they putting a little twist to the rock and roll. You know what I mean? They putting some rhythm in it. Yeah. What they're yeah. doing. Yeah. And and Jim Morrison is on the front cover, you know, people start to identify with Jim like he's one of us. They didn't know this motherfucker was a damn military brat, and his father was the guy who started the goddamn Vietnam War. They <laughs> weren't looking at Jimi Hendrix like an army brat. They weren't looking at Zappa as a military veteran. You know, some circles they say they created the counterculture. They, and in some circles, they say the counterculture wasn't wasn't a, a control opposition movement. The yeah. kind of anti-war counterculture. So yeah, you know, and that's when they the, and yeah. then that's when you know they start mainstreaming drugs too. Drugs has always been there, they, uh, absolutely, but it was those absolutely. hippies that start bringing acid. And oh yeah, some that, of them. Oh them. yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. the LSD and all of that stuff. Yeah. My mama was them. a participant. I know she told me all the stories. My mother was a black hippie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. So, so yeah. the same thing with the rappers today. So part mm. of them not really standing up is that these people aren't who they say they are. Don is it Don? She oh, no doubt about it. Circles. They be come making on. those biographies up like shit. Absolutely. God damn, Beyonce like, been 32 for 20 years now. What come on now. I said these <laughs> niggas got the hardest lyrics. I said these niggas got the hardest lyrics on wax, right? Hardest lyrics. But they the mm-hmm. toughest niggas ever. It's silent as a church mouth. That's my, I'm like... They don't tell you if this don't if that don't expose that these niggas is, if you thought they were some real niggas if this don't show you they the fakest thing moving they faker than a fucking three dollar bill. I don't well, know. Who, let me tell you who snitched on them before they killed them. Easy E. Remember, right, Easy right. E was well, down oh, yeah. with the program, but then <laughs> right. you know a bigger you came by and bought off his crew. Yo, here comes my left bro. <laughs> you niggas, the yeah, studio. Yes. Oh, I know. 
Real motherfucking G's. That's my, G, my joint. He yeah, was telling. He man, knew what time it was. Y'all studio gangsta ass <laughs> niggas. Dr. Dre, he was running around. In a, and that's true. If you look at his, his own uh, album cousin, he was the sheet thing. He had on makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what he said. On his old album cover, he was a sheet thing. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Because they was the world class record mm-hmm. crew. That was, that's who he used to uh, form oh, the yeah, WA. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, and uh, all of them yeah. look soft. I ain't gonna lie to you on that one. But uh, yeah, that was I, yeah, on that's Lorenzo them. and all of them. Oh, absolutely. And I but mean, I think he, a he lot would tell of my agents, anyway. and that's why we don't see, especially in the entertainment side, especially on the entertainment side, all of that yeah. is a closed society. They 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 give yeah. us the uh, impression that you know mm-hmm. Cliff and Neff in the basement. We make a tape, and goddammit, it, we hit it big. Maybe one in a million. All the rest of that is a closed society. And about time they put these people out in the public, more times than not, they're well-trained. They fucked up with Ye because he diversified himself. See, had he had stayed strictly on music, he'd have been screwed. He'd had step and fetch. But he spread his brand out wide. So his money is in a lot of different places. So it's not easy to get him as it is, say, a Jay-Z. They can get Jay-Z real easy, right? He's not as uh, diversified as Kanye is. Uh, But a lot of those cats, they're they're agents of the fucking devil. That's what they are. No doubt. So, did you see the um did you see his tweet about his handler? Did you see his tweet showing the, the, the text of his handler who uh yes. who already had him medically committed some years back? And yes. I found once I found out who that this this um this Jewish guy named uh Harley um postmate, passmate, and I started looking at so I looked him up. Mm-hmm. Look about a little bit of his background and see what type of trainer he is and who he's dealt with in Hollywood. When you look at some of his clients, three or four of them motherfuckers done went crazy or died. He he represented. Mm-hmm. He worked with Brittany Murphy, the actress. Um, she was wow. a young actress. I forget Brittany Murphy played in a lot of movies, but she ended up ODing in the tub. They found her dead in the tub. Um. He oversaw the training and care of Britney Spears, and we saw Britney Spears fucking go through uh, public yeah. meltdowns and shit she like that. Crazy. He had her drugged up, right? Mm. She actually yeah, took, took her, her all these years. Just, yeah, it took her all these years to get off conservatorship. Mm-hmm. And so he worked, and now he he works with Lizzo, and the own people didn't catch how he kept saying that me and Lizzo have the same trainer. He trains Lizzo Damn. too. And to me, they, it, that goes. That's my whole. I have a whole other thing about that Lizzo chicken things with her. And, um, but uh, in other words, they pissed Kanye, the fuck off at Kanye. Is what you saying? Absolutely. They pissed all the so, way off at Kanye. Right. <laughs> and so, and because they, they, like he said, I, I can't. They can't control me. So, but they would use. He said they. He said he would give the recommendations that. He go to this Jewish doctor, and they misdiagnosed him with being bipolar. They had him on all these drugs, and he said that shit was fucking with his creativity, which I know it does. There's no way right, that it right, enhances, right. but it fucks right. up your creativity. But he, but but the thing is, 
Kanye will show the text message. That's what they don't like either because he go ahead and show that shit on Twitter. Look what they wrote me. Look what Puffy said. Look what uh, such and such said. <laughs> you know? And so he showed the text of that guy named Harley, and it said, we need you, like me, you can have a sit down, have a conversation, and talk about things, and we can deal with facts. He said, or I can have you committed again and have you drugged out of your mind. This is what, unless he altered the text, this is a screenshot that he shared on his, on his Twitter page. And so he said, I, and it said, I will have you committed again drugged out of your mind and you say your play dates with your children will never be the same again. That's extortion. Hell yeah. That's that's just straight up extortion. So you know what I'm saying? And that that was very interesting. All right. So that's that in that conversation. I wanna move forward, mm-hmm. move forward in the show. I wanna move on to <laughs> the fucking midterms. <laughs> I wanna move on to the midterms. I want to talk about it, man. We got to talk about it this July. We got to talk about these midterms. You go ahead, but I don't. Because I stayed up probably until maybe two two o'clock in the morning, uh, watching uh, the results come in. Um, Same thing. To me, yeah. To me, there's no doubt that um, they pull in, pull in um, votes. From particular places, particular races, for particular reasons. We can start right. with Maricopa County, right? Let's just start with the most obvious one. Maricopa County, um, out in Arizona. <laughs> they're um, still fighting out in Arizona. Right. I mean, they're, they're still counting votes right now. Vote. Yeah. They, they have to because the vote for Kerry Lake, the and through the people showed up for that shit. And yeah, she, they keep dumping they showed up. on her. They're dumping they, on her. Exactly, right? Every time it gets okay. closed down, it's a five-vote difference, and all of a sudden, here comes 30,000 from the lady from somewhere. We don't know what right. it's from. Right, <laughs> because I like, I, I, I mean, I like her message. For one, she she. she she attacked, she's an attack dog. I like that shit. I like that in a politician, whether that shit is an act mm-hmm. or not. <laughs> I, I like it. Right. I, I like right. it. Um, and she's a different type of candidate. Absolutely, she scares the establishment, for real. No no doubt a risk of all because, you know, she's like Marjorie Taylor Greene, the chick from Georgia, mm-hmm. in, in, that, in that regard, is that um, they're going against all – Political norms, establishments, whether that be on the left and or or, or the right. So, um, so like I said, they showed up for her in Arizona, and I, and they're holding that count, Mr. Lowry, because they know they don't have, they can't bum rush, they, they can't dump it. the, they can't dump, they can't dump the votes because it's too many, and they Every put up some level of safe zone. She's catching up with the dump. She would have blown it exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. She would have. They would have. This race would have been called. To be honest, it should have because been called. Because remember, Arizona. If we go back to 2020, I think you, Don, and I won phone for an awful long time that night. Um, Arizona is one of those swing states. See, that's why you're seeing yes. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, the, the usual suspects. 
That's where all this funny business is going down. Remember in 2020, they gave up Florida, right? Remember when they was holding up all the counts? They eventually gave us a yeah. Trump won right. Florida. But Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania, they play games because those are, if you can win all three of those states, you win the presidency, right? Most of the countries follow a pattern. You can tell. It's a pattern there. But, you know, those are uh, swing states. So it's by no mistake that in Arizona we're seeing this because, see, Arizona was on a hot seat in 2020. Pennsylvania was on a hot seat in 2020. Right. Right. So all these spots we're looking at with this funny business are the exact same spots. The problem is there's a little bit more scrutiny there. Right. That fucked the game up for Republicans and Democrats. Right? Because, see, like, the Republican Party is now officially split. Right? You have a third party in there that's masquerading under the Republican banner. And they're scared as hell of that, right? The the rhinos is what they call them, the Mitt Romney. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, trying the to keep control over. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. They're trying to keep control of that banner. Cause, cause see, 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 what, you see what I'm saying? Because, like, people well, are no, Because they're dirty as fuck. Because they dirty. Mitt yeah. Romney? Yeah. This motherfucker, <laughs> them, they are dirty. <laughs> And you got to, <laughs> right? And, and whether you whether you want to believe it or not, this is up to you. I'm just let me put a disclaimer out here real quick, Mr. Lowry, when we when we talking about these Senate races and everything, because I know the consensus when it comes to politics, votes, voting in general, in particular, our listeners here, they are not into. They, you know, we not we, you know. It's like everything is already selected. These, you know, selected people are put in place, right? So I'm going to put a disclaimer when we talk about these things, when we're talking about these Senate races and things like that, people can either be- believe that there's not a, a force within the government that is actually fighting a, 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 another nefarious aspect of government. You can cho- if you don't, you know what I'm saying? So. Because I know when we have these type of conversations, people roll their eyes and, oh, you know, but look. I got to when you get finished. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we're talking about it from a standpoint of um, what, these, what these situations mean, if it is true or if it is real that there are entities political entities within the American government battling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if we can believe when, if we can believe when um, JFK gave the speech about, um, the, that, that historic speech about secret societies, how we cannot have secret covenants, how we cannot have these things, mm-hmm. right? If we can believe the the, the 1961 presidential exit speech that Dwight Eisenhower gave where he talked about the military, yes, military industrial complex and how it was going to take over our government. 
So when I so when I'm so so when I speak about these politics and these races and its implications, understand that I'm speaking about it in those lines. You see what I'm saying, Mr. Lowry? I'm speaking of them in relation to Israel. You ain't gotta explain shit. You know, I, I, I sometimes I feel I have to, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I know how niggas is, you know, niggas is, um, most niggas are um, pessimistic, skeptics, and well, there's nothing wrong, or, you know, there's nothing wrong with that because that's just how it is. But understanding that <laughs> I be, I'm, I'm, I'm from a, I'm from a, I'm from a, a vantage point where I say there is a place for black folks, for newbies within the political power structure if they can seize it, if they can understand that to me sometimes power is in the people and the politics that they address. It's like this. Because I, 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 I hold on a second. Because I love to because I love to use Dr. York as an example because I've seen videos of Dr. York speak and I hear him speak about being a Republican and understanding what that means for moving people, how you take advantage of particular policy that can benefit moving people. When I heard him say that, I remember he was in some woods. I remember they was like at some kind of, they was in like the woods in some wooded spot and he was talking and he, you know, he, and he was speaking about politics. And I was like, so I respect that man tremendously because he spoke about politics. He, talk, he talked about economics and commerce and niggas having their own and understanding how to address the politics locally. Because, I mean, that's where we got the Family Guidebook from. What was the Family Guidebook about? The Family Guidebook was understanding your local politics and your local politicians and understand how you create those type of relationships and get inside Inside of that system, but therefore that's where you can have the effective change that actually changes things for moving people. And that's and that's why I said that's why I have a lot of respect from uh, I have a lot of respect for Dr. York outside of the teachings of the esoteric, outside of the teachings of uh, of the spiritual, because he wasn't. I like it because he he wasn't always a man floating in the air. If you understand what I'm saying. He was still based and rooted in shit that was happening on this plane and within this system that we live in and the political system in America and internationally. Otherwise, he wouldn't have had understanding the Yamasis and having niggas reclaim their shit. So... That's my disclaimer about when I talk about these politics, I'm talking about these races and these um, these congressional races and what they mean and, and things like that when I speak about that because a lot of people can think that's very surface dwelling, so to speak. But I have a reason for it. So go ahead, Mr. Lowry. You know, um, in addition to – and I appreciate everything you said, Nash. Uh, Thank you. But, you know, folks got to grow the fuck up. You know, we don't have time to be sitting here placating and babying people. <laughs> if, 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 if you don't get it, you don't get it. Go home, watch TV, and just stay the fuck out the way. 
That that Ooh. that will be my suggestion. Now you hit on a key point. There's two different games in politics. Listen to me good. Right? There's the public game. Republican versus Democrat versus whatever. That's for public consumption. Then the real game is the fight for power. If I have the power to zone you out of your neighborhood, I don't care how much money you got. I just passed a law. This is now a commercial zone. All of y'all got to leave. Power. So the fight is for power. The fight is not Democrat versus Republican and all of that. The fight is to get that seat of power. All right, because, now. see, once you have that seat of power, mm-hmm. now it becomes very profitable. So if I'm store ABC and mm-hmm. I want to establish this venture in a place mm-hmm. that's under your jurisdiction and, and, and Clifford is sitting in that place of jurisdiction, that store will come to you. Here's two hundred and fifty thousand. I just need you to change this from a zone C to a zone D. That yeah. two fifty. I may need seven votes uh-huh. on my respective board. All I do is right. just break that down. Here's ten for you, twenty for you. How much you charging too much for your vote, but I need this. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Just like that, I changed the zone from C to D. This guy comes in, makes Google globs of money, and your black ass mm-hmm. got to move out of that apartment building. That's yes. power. So that's what the real, real fight is about. The the primaries, you know, the the the, the primaries yes. is when one group is fighting mm-hmm. against each other. Those get just mm-hmm. as bloody as the fights that we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. the Democrats are running together, oh, hell breaks loose and Republicans. So it, it, it's not the banner. Take the banner out of it. The, 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 the biggest trick they played on black people was they mm-hmm. rocked us to fucking sleep. And this is what I came up with last night. I was listening to a, uh, a cast, and they were doing the elections, you know, common. And yeah. they were pointing out that in in Philadelphia and then in Detroit, you know, these races, it would have been a red wave, but in Philadelphia, they're getting all these guys, 80% of the goddamn vote going one way uh, for the blind man up in, 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 in Pennsylvania. And then this right. is the thought that came. Our right. value is not that we vote Democrats. Right. Our value is that we don't. 
Because then they I control agree. that whole fucking system, and they can run those ballots. And absolutely, absolutely. And they can use, they can run us. So it's Let designed to keep us the way. Exactly. Let me tell you something, Mr. Lara. Let me tell you. So when I'm watching, when I'm watching this this race and breaking down these races, you know what came to my mind? Yes. First and foremost, you did right, and, and what you've always mm-hmm. um said about how we can actually use the other platform as a vehicle to get things that we wanted to get done as on on a you know on a on a great grander scale as far as creating opportunity right, right. and so <laughs> I was like hey, we got a couple of minutes right let me remember we got eight minutes y'all to o t eight minutes to o t um to hear the next hour of the show you can either go to the after um after party over there on Paul Top, or you can get on Discord and come to the mansion over on Discord where we all over there to uh, hear the next hour of the show. Uh, call in 1-515-605-9828. I can't think of the other number off the top of my head. Or you can go to Blog Talk and link right in through your computer. All right. Um, so first I thought about you and that sentiment about black folks are just leaving this block of this this vehicle vacant mm-hmm. that we could actually yeah. use. <laughs> and so I'm watching I'm watching uh the the results. I'm watching Steve Bannon. I'm watching the War Room. I'm watching yeah, I like Charlie that. Kirk. Yeah, I'm watching Charlie mm-hmm. Kirk. Uh Charles yeah, Charlie Kirk and them. Mm-hmm. And he put out and he put out this email and was like, I want you to uh email me and Tell me your insight or whatever. I said, I said, if niggas can be ghost writers and hip hop and ghost producers, I said, I'm about mm-hmm. to be a, a ghost political strategist to bring us mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to show these motherfuckers how to court and bring over the black vote off of the Democrats. So that's like, they don't know how to communicate to moving people. They have not the slightest clue. Sorry, Candace Owens ain't it. She ain't going to be able to do it. Even Kanye ain't going to be able to do it. And I'm like, because if you get the right type of people with the right type of message and packaging, you could actually, because the niggas who participate in the political process via voting and everything, and they are fed up with the Democratic Party, but they have nowhere to go. They don't. They won't cross over. They won't cross the bridge to the conservative side because of how it's always been depicted over all these years. But I was like, you know, I was start, I was, you know, my brain started scheming, Mr. Lowry. I started thinking of ways of scheming and capitalizing. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, damn. You know, I was like, because you're right, though. And, and so much can be done. So much can be um used in our favor to to gain a, a real political lever, a strong political lever on the right side. Because niggas in general, for the most part, we do have a conservative nature about us. On a, you know, on, on a basic level, we are already naturally conservative people. Because for one, we are people who understand the, the most high innately for the most part. Um, and we do understand the foundation of family and what family does, you know, does mean, period. For the most part, we, just, we do. You know what I'm saying? So 
I, I just thought about that when I was watching that shit. I was like, hmm. Well, I said I could be a a, a background uh, fucking strategist, boy, and, and get them to, <laughs> to to really get them to understand well, how I you mean, can get you know, 10, 15, uh, uh, 20, 30 folk, percent of the black vote. The the way you move black folk, really, uh, Don would be good at it. Don would make a good politician. Mm-hmm, really. mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But the way you move black folk is through straight talk, taking the exact opposite position of whatever is established because our our uh resentment is against what is established that's why right. i bypass it so anybody come who who come hard and speaking our dialect straight right straight Just straight yes yes not a you, 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 head, head, motherfucker yes yeah, they you right, right. The, see that's kanye's mm-hmm. problem See, Kanye mm-hmm. talking in a bunch of goddamn metaphors and going around the bond. Now, somebody yeah. like you, I'll die on, or our listener audience mm. can 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 say, okay, this is what he's saying. But mm-hmm. to the average, that's not going to get it. It's 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 straight words. White oh, people are the pretentious ones. They are the wow. ones who live with a, a dressed-up life, with dressed-up language. Man, you ever been a white person? Motherfuckers be talking for a half hour straight and F and ain't said right. shit. Right? Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of words and ain't said nothing. It makes sense to them. Right. But Some to Eric us, Michael Dyson type <laughs> motherfuckers. Them. You see what I'm them saying? Them type. To Absolutely. Us, right? We got to go reinterpret. So in other words, what you're saying is you fucked mm-hmm. up, right? So we got to go yeah. and reinterpret and break it down, right? <laughs> but um, you need straight words with black folks. But what I'm saying is they're stealing our votes. Uh, remember Scooby-Doo, right? The the the, the Daphne and them come to town, mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. this ghost, and they chasing the ghosts all around, and then, you know, every show mm-hmm. Daphne catch them, and they were like, well, man, why are you out here scaring the fuck out of everybody? The man said, because it was a gold mine here, and mm. I wanted it to myself. I wanted it all for myself. Ooh, say that shit. <laughs> that was in every county. I used to love Scooby-Doo because right. the same I did, damn I was thing. I was a big Scooby-Doo. And yeah. then that shit in the same way. Every show. I be watching mm-hmm. that shit like something different. Mm-hmm. And now, the man said that. I would have got away with it. I would have got away with it. If it wasn't for y'all nosy-ass kids. Pesky kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same right. thing. The same. Yeah. Pr- so, like. In the most black communities, if you're getting 25% turnout, and I've done the numbers many times, if you're getting 25%, you have an activated community. That's how low right. the participation rate is. So that means somewhere between 75% of 80% of that demographic, these folks got free ballots that they can run through that goddamn machine. To make oh, sure whoever they want oh, into okay. office okay. is in the office. They don't want us engaged because they're stealing. It ain't no fucking way that you're living in a place like Philadelphia. 500 motherfuckers dying a year. All of those grandmothers and those mothers mm-hmm. and those fathers. Mm-hmm. That's losing their children out on the street. 
and they're going to get up and vote for the same motherfucker who we all know resided over that carnage. I Ooh. know black people look crazy, but we're not stupid can't be by that long stupid. That's what I'm saying. That's what I say. They can't be that stupid. <laughs> I, I say the same shit about like niggas can't be that stupid, can that they? we start speaking up for ourselves, and we have right. to reject that narrative that they putting on us. They putting mm-hmm. on us the narrative is stupid. They putting us the narrative of this toxic oh. culture. They putting the na- yes. their narrative of us. Let me you let me give you Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, <sighs> she 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 just said you black man is like really stupid, like for <laughs> yeah. real. She like y'all y'all real stupid, right? I don't y'all the reason why that she her ass lost. I'm good, but go ahead. <laughs> she, 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 she the reason y'all y'all niggas is the reason why she didn't get elected in Georgia. So you yeah. black niggas are real dumb. Let me play what she said, and I got. I'm gonna tell you some other shit she said. I said if this bitch is not a um a, a, a agent of of the globalist agenda, I, I I don't see how people can't see that. Let me let me get this for you. Did I save it? I know I saved it. Hold on, let me get to my uh, politics. Yeah, I think I, I saved this clip. I said, hold on, here's Why'd you look for that? All of this. Mm-hmm relates back to how Don set the base for us this evening, is that they're stealing our shit. They're stealing your votes. And then they're using your votes, and we don't even know it. That's what they're doing in the black community. And and then there's a whole lot of pissed off motherfuckers at our asses. But it's misleading because we're not voting. They're mm-hmm. stealing our votes. Somebody got busted yesterday. It was, they, they played it. They interviewed the guy. The guy said, he's in Florida. I go to motherfucking vote. They say, I can't vote because somebody already voted in fucking Detroit. Mm-hmm. I voted in Detroit, and I'm here. How does that happen? How do you get 95%? You know how hard that is in politics? Man, in politics, if you run against somebody now and you come up, what, uh, uh, 52 to 48 or some shit like that, that's Uh a landslide. It is. Right, unless you have no challenger whatsoever. If you see a jurisdiction that says 95% of the vote went to this person, Right. That that's a, 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 a what they call a, a political impossibility. They're stealing our votes. They're stealing from okay. us, and they're using our apathy against us. That's what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. I'm All telling right. you. Me, me, you're right. I'm gonna try to find the uh, where she said that uh, you niggas are uh, dumb. Here we go. Um, <laughs> And you lost by 55,000 votes. Uh, So mathematically, if you have even more of the black vote turnout, uh, you might have won that election. Where is the black vote for you right now? Because some observers have said it's not as enthusiastic as it was last time around. Again, this is a question of who's doing the polling and who's doing the counting. 
we have seen record turnout. Black men have increased their participation rates by 52% over 2018. And I do not believe it's because of a deep well of enthusiasm for my opponents. We know that black voters are often discounted. And unfortunately, this year, black men have been a very targeted population for misinformation. Not misinformation about what they want, but about why they want what they deserve. And my campaign... Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. How many brothers do we got? We got Tony in the building. We got you, Mr. Lowry. She said that you niggas were the target of misinformation, not about what you want or need, but why you want what you deserve. And political speak, that means that more black people, black men came out and voted which takes away from the votes that they can steal because black men has the lowest uh, voter atrocious in the United States, right? Right. The the black women can come out and vote, but they should be half misguided, but they do vote. Black men don't vote, period. So what she's saying is, when those black people came out and they was a target of misinformation, they did come out and vote this go around, but they revoted for somebody other than your ass. And that's one less <laughs> fucking ballot that you can harvest because that name is registered in the system as already voted. Ooh. That's how they're keeping control of our communities. This goes down to the local. So if you're on this phone and you live in a black community and you got this motherfucker, who is this politician? And they claim they're from the hood. Ain't nobody never seen But they keep getting in the office. So you don't go vote. Nobody voting in the community because nobody like this. For, but they keep getting in. How are they getting in? They're mm. still processing your vote. But you just don't know it. Mm. You don't know it. Because you're disengaged, and it's designed that way. It's designed to keep us on the so side. So you you saying that's that's the real voter suppression, right there? That's the that's real the... suppression. Ooh. Because see, every okay, vote that okay, we okay. use okay. is one yes vote. That's not un. What's the best way to control a vote? Is the one that I own one hundred percent. How can I own never vote one hundred percent? I convince Neff to stay on the sideline. Don't do this shit. Fuck it. It's rigged. White man. Don't nobody like us. Quit. I'm just going to watch it. Now I own your vote. And I can do with Neff vote as I want. We got plenty of instances of them got dead people voting. Correct? True. That's a fact. The same principle. That's our value, and mm. that's how they're swinging places. You know, goddamn well, them niggas up in Detroit is not voting in large numbers for some goddamn Talib, whatever the fuck her name is. Rashida Talib, Rashida. <laughs> yeah, you know that. It ain't like we got no love fest with no Arabs, because we don't. Most of them can't stand our guts. Some of them are worse than white people. 
At least white people got sense enough to fake a smile. These 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 Arabs can be a troll. You have one or two Arabs. Stole them motherfuckers. Goddamn, oh, can you be more inviting? Get the well, unless you're you. a black woman, <laughs> unless you're a black woman, they they trying to fuck us. So it's a little bit different. But yeah, you know they're not the friendliest people, but I'm saying they're stealing right. our votes. That's right. what's happening. That's what's happening. But um, that that that's on us. You see what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody right. saying you got to run for president or anything else. But when you mm-hmm. see the control of your community over the others, we get what the fuck we get. So the Chinese man can come and open up a nail shop in your neighborhood. Got all this goddamn illegal-ass labor coming up in there. Them motherfuckers can't even speak English. And don't nobody say shit. But if you go open up the exact same nail salon, you're subject to employment tax, social security tax, this regulation, that regulation, to the point where you can't even compete. Why? Mm -hmm. Because you don't sit over the mechanism that set the rules to the game. You're on the sideline. And that's the biggest trick. Like a nigga on the sideline, nigga, we ain't playing. On both sides, they play control for the opposition like shit. Control opposition. They perfected that shit in the black community. They gave us both sides of the coin and was in charge of both sides, and both sides equal to us being on the fucking sideline. Mm. And that's where it's at as far as black folks is concerned, right? Because they're still in our votes. That's what they're doing. That's our value. Our value is to stay home, and they can do – that's the only way you can explain all them goddamn votes in Philadelphia. Now, like when you're in these statewide con- – see, that's why you see the difference between the House. You have the House and the Senate, right? Because the right. Senate is statewide. So anybody who yes. lives in that yes. state can vote for their senator. The House is district-wide. So you have to live in that district to vote for that House representative. Nobody else can. So the House races is going to give you a truer picture because it's restricted to the district. But mm. then when you come to senator and governor, those are statewide. So if you get a big metropolis like Philadelphia and you could run a million ballots through that bitch, you can override the whole state. Because, see, a lot of these states have smaller communities, right, as you go out into the Very suburbs. True. Smaller counties, yeah, smaller they got counties. smaller counties. So true. if you can Very go true. and regulate Pittsburgh and, 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 and Philly with the black folks at, and run mm. all these goddamn ballots through there, you can override the whole state. That's why they keep, that's why Illinois, they got Cook County, biggest county right. there. Philly yes. may be the biggest metropolis in Pennsylvania. A lot of Pennsylvania's rural, right? That's what's that Allegheny, Allegheny County. Allegheny. Because, see, yeah. this is the thing. When DeSantis won Miami-Dade County, Yes, it, that right, gave right. you a truer picture of a true vote. 
You can't win Miami Dade County unless the niggas voted for you. I was just about to say, unless the niggas vote for you. I mean, we know it's heavily, um, and it's a heavy Latin, uh, Latin, but yes. that's where all, majority yes. of all the niggas live, though, is in Miami Day. A large it's portion of the niggas Day. live in Miami Day. Day. Yeah, only white people in front of Miami is on by, the beach. He won that. Didn't he, didn't he win Miami Day like in double digits? Like, that's never yes. been, like, done by a Republican. Yes. by double digits. They couldn't rig that joint right. down in Miami. And so a true number mm. came through there. But then when you get to the places like, you know, Pennsylvania and all that, mm-hmm. where they're doing this funny stuff, all they need is two big major metropolises and control the election centers there. Half of these niggas, 80% of them ain't coming to vote. Right. That's free game. So That's how it's happening. No doubt. So let's talk about what happened in New York, because I think New York was another indication of how the tide is really turning. Shout out to Aristogal. That's our New Yorker. That's our, our um, up north sister who, who was, um, she was like, she was coming in talking about Zeldin, Zeldin making the charge. And, and you, they flipped a lot of congressional seats in New York. Yes. And, and like, did. that's like unheard of. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, we all know when it comes to, like, Manhattan uh, and particular places, that's just it's hella liberal in New York. But they flip well, a lot of As you get out there, people. boy. <laughs> yeah. They, you get to, you know, uh, Albany, um, mm-hmm. Rochester. Uh, what, what else am I thinking? Rochester, Albany. um I should know. I, I do business out there. I can't think of what's top of my head right now. Um, but, yeah, those are different. Those are really scattered out. You know, th- that's rural New York. Um, mm-hmm. But they flipped a lot of seats up there. But but let's talk about, Mr. Larry. the reason why I say they stole, to me, I think they stole a lot of congressional seats throughout other states a la Wisconsin, because to me, there's no way that, to me, you can have a big win from the governor of that state and not, and have such a lopsided congressional loss, to me. I think Correct. that's weird. I think that's a little, you know what I'm saying? When you look at Ohio, J.D. Vance won, and he won bigger than people thought, but down the fucking ballot, the Democrats took all just about all the fucking congressional seats in in the state of Ohio, yes. and I'm like mm-hmm. that don't that don't I I think that's fishy. The same thing um, in Wisconsin. But again, like Mr. Larry said, those are battleground states. Those are battleground yes. states, and and the thing is. Think of my brother Ethereum about to type. I see him typing to see his name pop up. That's Mr. Ohio. I'll call him Mr. Ohio. Um, Ohio, yes, Ohio. Oh, he they said lost I, Ohio. Uh, Ethereum. Yeah, Ethereum said he thought it was fishy too. He said he thought it was fishy because to me, it's no way. You know what I'm saying, Ethereum? Because I'm saying there's no way that the enthusiasm to to win the governorship. To win or win a sen- a big Senate seat or the governorship, that you don't have some kind of residual effect inside of congressional races. 
you're not going to be like, everybody going to be like Florida when you win every single race down ballot. But to, to get swept by the other party in those races, I'm saying it's fishy. And the reason why I'm saying it's fishy well, is because they, they, don't had, want, they didn't want. Go ahead, Ms. Lyon. What that means was collectively um, they had enough red votes to override um, any rig. Because, see, your rig is limited to that count on the voter rolls. So you just can't rig it indefinitely. Right, and all of this is done mm-hmm. leading up to the election. So you know how many votes are out there. All candidates get that report. Right. So you might have right. a place. Right. There's a million votes. So so your rig is limited to that million. So if you get uh, collectively across the state of Ohio that can override that, you're going to win it. But then when you get down to these local levels. That's where the fucking fix is coming in, because at your I local agree. levels, those local people control those voting centers. So you say you get, got a city, and it may be two different counties in that city. That county, not the city, the county controls that election spot. So it depends on where you at and who has control over that election spot that Mm -hmm. can greatly uh, affect the outcome one way or another. Mm -hmm. Because remember, the districts are split. The districts aren't wide. And it could work vice versa, too. It could work both ways. But the districts are for that district only. So if you have 10 districts in Ohio and you got District 1, the other nine districts cannot vote in that district race. Now, say mm-hmm. in that district you got two hot spots like a Philadelphia or a Detroit, and I'm mm-hmm. blue and I got control over those centers. Now, I can control the vote that's going to the candidate of I want because I got all these free ballots. Mm-hmm. Now, um, that looks like what happened and Ohio, because when you look at Ohio, they got some blue enclaves like shit. Yeah, and Brooke, yeah, he, he said, overall, he said, Ohio, he said Ohio is red. He said Ohio is red yes. outside of Cleveland and Cincinnati. There you he go. Like it's, it's red. So, yeah, so I'm, so, so I'm saying when I see that, Democrats kind of like um, basic, mm-hmm. almost basically swept the congressional races. I'm saying, mm-hmm. what's the reasoning for why do why would they do it? And so then I start thinking about the agenda. Oh, because uh, they got to hold on to the goddamn House of Representatives. Exactly, and they that don't want them to have is. like a super. Come on. They don't want them to have a super majority in the House. <laughs> if Meaning the that they win, win either the Senate come on. or the House, Joe Biden but, goes to lame duck status. He go to lame duck president. He go to it, lame duck president. I think they're, they're, still, they're going to win it still, Mr. Larry, but it's not going to be by the majority, that, that, the super that, majority that, they that, need. That, no, but the House, the Senate needs a super majority. The House don't. No. It, no, the but, wait, but, but hear me out. Hear, hear me out when I say, but hear me, hear me out when I say the reason why they needed to win twenty to thirty seats. 
right? The reason why the Republicans needed that many seats is because there's nobody to buck your agenda when it comes to investigative committees. Correct. They want control of the they, that is the subpoena branch the of government. Hell okay, yeah. and those committees. Uh, uh, Maxine is sitting over. Maxine, that's how you ain't heard from her. So you, because she's sitting so over you that goddamn banking committee. Uh, right. So you follow what? So you follow what I'm so saying? So if they get, a, so if they have the a game. slim majority, right? So if they have a slim majority in the House, right? Say five, six yes. seats. You can you can basically buy off or flip other Republicans, so they don't have the, the votes to go ahead and Correct. put a committee together to investigate. You see what I'm saying? Correct. That's what they did. That's and the, the part that's the, the news game. ain't telling people now. That that's what they that, come on. The, the, the red and what, flip six seats already. Already, they need 11 more they, seats. they need eleven more seats, and I think that's why I'm saying that's why it's taking so long for these fucking votes to be counted. <laughs> that's exactly why. They're trying to steal that shit so they can so yes. they can have a super slim majority, say five yes. like a five a five house a five seats, right? That means yes. that they can then pay buy off, pay off Republicans or or you know what I'm saying, to not yes. to be able to go with the agenda set forth by the House speaker, which is gonna be McCarthy more than not. So if I say I got you know what I'm saying? If I can't get these motherfuckers with the agenda, guess what? There'll be no fucking COVID investigation. Anthony Fauci won't Correct. have to testify and answer. And Cheryl Wolinsky won't have to sit and answer for the shit that they've done. Hunter Biden, the, the, the manipulation of Joe Biden and his business deal is exposing that he's compromised does not happen. It won't and, happen. And, and, and the reason why for the listeners and we went over this many times. But we helping right. y'all. We're going to bring y'all up to speed. Just fucks with us. That's all I'm saying. Just fuck with us. <laughs> and you ain't got to participate. But we're going to put you into right. the real fucking game. Not this shit you're looking at on CNN. Now, every fucking budget, every law yes. originates in the House in the of House. Representatives. In the House. Absolutely. So if you take the House, the House got the power to let your shit go forward or it's or DOA. Not. Yep. So if so the I'm saying, House right. flips. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so let's look at the map. The news it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull it back up. I think it's, yeah, let's, let's uh, I think it's like... Uh, Are you... 208. Hold on. Are you in the, um, what up, Jael? No. What's up, boo? Jael in the building. My brother Jael, you know, he is in here. Okay. Because you can't, okay, just pull up the map then. Because I got the midterm map up. And I'm streaming it. I'm in the mansion. Yeah, I'm streaming it in the mansion. And I want to um, pull up the, the, the house. Okay. <clears throat> Give, give me see, a one, everybody in the mansion, if you can see see that map. Can you see that map that I got on the screen? Let me know if y'all can see that clearly, that map. Come on, y'all. Don't fall asleep on me, people. Don't. This is when I need y'all attention. <laughs> I need y'all participation. Okay, thank you, Nadia. All right. Now, 
You see how red this fucking map is, do you not? Do you see how red this map is? (laughs) (laughs) Right? You see how red that map is? They need 218 to get to the majority. What is 208? Again, they're on 207 as of right now, as a live update, 923 Pacific Standard Time. They need they need to win eleven races, right? They need to. So when we look at where the votes are being held up, the races that are taking extremely long. (laughs) (laughs) It is the hot spot where it's already red. There you go. But you know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they're picking and choosing particular races that they have to take. Right? Well, it's not easy. They like we cannot Yeah, they say we can't <laughs> let them get to majority. We can't let Republicans it's not get majority. Easy if, right. Because <laughs> those house so races is, are broken down by district. It, this exactly is not the national election exactly. where the Fed got control. Right. So this is all county, this is all county. Yes. Tabulated votes. Townships. All right. Yes. Yes. And so and I'm like, <laughs> right? So they won't uh, let them get to, they, they don't want them to get to majority again because it is about the investigations, y'all. Don't get it twisted. It is about the yes. ability to, to have the subpoena power. Yeah. Because that's what the House also has, too. Yes. And they've already vowed. They vowed, meaning I'm talking about the yeah. radical part of the Republican Party as as, as the media, the mass media It's to yeah. say, let's open this shit up. It, it, yeah. I, I hope I, I hope they do it. I, I want to see it. For they one, got it's the power political theater, to bring and they got the power. impeachment. Come right? on. They might exactly. not win it, but they can, put, they can throw it into a show trial. They can, they can, it they can do that. Trial. They can stop the money going to Ukraine. Billion. Exactly. And so, and, and and the other thing is, to me, for me, it's it's outside of, of those things. The biggest one for me is this COVID shit because this was a test run. This was a test run for how they want to do when they drop the next fucking thing in this in this country. They got to get out. They got to win the house. But yeah, that's. Uh, that's coming, you know, right. the narrative is so you have if, to, if, 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 if the Republicans lose that house, we're going to have another COVID surge, and they're going to use that to, you know. Exactly, and do you have nothing within government to buck back? You have nothing mm-hmm. within government to buck back. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because all the motherfuckers are bought and paid for. So I'm saying if they win the majority, they need to hit that 218, to get majority, mm-hmm. so they don't have to scramble to get their people on their party who might buck party line. Because you might have now, people who are rhinos. And the red has flipped six seats. See, the yes. media is not telling you that. See, the media is the one who came out with the red wave narrative. The media put that out. Their mm-hmm. minions push it. They got everybody on red wave, red wave. That's why I keep saying 
is two different games in politics. One of them is the dummy game, and that's that bullshit you're listening to on TV or some motherfucker who's never participated in politics a day in their life telling you something. That's one game. So this whole it wasn't a red wave thing, they're, they're trying to demoralize the public. We ain't never say there's no yeah. fucking red wave. We ain't they say that shit until wow. they put it on TV. Because politics don't work like that. This country is more polarized than probably it's ever been. So 80% right. of it, you know how it's going to go. Right? It's going to come down mm-hmm. to those rural areas where those hillbillies say, yeah, I ain't coming up in this election center to do shit. We're going to count our own vote. That's what it always come down to. Mm-hmm. We know that with the blue, they're going to make sure they look, get it. Check mm-hmm. it out. Look at, okay, look, I'm about to read you where the last, the last standing house races reside. And, they, and they're going to have a common theme <laughs> and a common denominator. Check it out. Look at the states. Because right now there, there's Arizona. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's about how many races still out? Um, let me count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. There's thirteen races for the House, the the, the mm-hmm. House of Representatives. I'm gonna give you the states where these these races reside that they still have not. Um, <clears throat> they haven't um, come to call. They keep saying they're too close to call. Arizona is one. Arizona, one. <laughs> California, 13. California, 22. California, 27. <laughs> California, 47. California, 49. Colorado, 18. Illinois, <laughs> come on. Illinois, 17. Maine, 2. Nevada, 1. Nevada, 3. New Mexico, 2 and New York mm-hmm. 22. The reason why I say this, y'all, is because these are all Democratic-ran. red. They're Democratic states. Right. They're Democratic states, but where the congressional races are, are conservative parts of the states. Correct. That's okay? what I'm saying. You follow yeah. what I'm saying? California is yeah. a blue state, meaning that it, it, it votes blue on a general, in a general um, election. But when you get into rural California, this is why I always try to tell you about Cali. Cali is, is red. It, it's very red. It's very, it's very conservative outside of Los Angeles the, yes. and the Bay Area. The you rest of that no shit K- is until you went to California. <laughs> that shit is rural. It still the wild wild west. When I tell you, believe me, when I tell you, it's California is still the wild wild west. Cowboy hats, all that shit. Once yeah. you get outside the Bay Area and once you get outside of urban L.A., it's all conservative. You see what I'm saying? And so all these races are in California right now. How many of those? That was in Arizona. One, two. That's like majority of those races are all in California, but they're in conservative um, districts in, inside of the house, in, inside of the, the house. And right now it's leaning, it's only leaning red. And one, two, three, four of the races. Only four of the thirteen I just read. I just dropped off to y'all. That's why I said they're trying to take it. They're trying to take those races because 
they cannot let Republicans have supermajority inside the House of Representatives where they know they will have the subpoena power and they know they're coming for them. Because if they those, cause those people who are coming for them are, they are Trump Republicans, whether people like Trump or not. They are MAGA Republicans. So they already they already have a um a mandate and that's a mandate to investigate. And the importance for us black folk Speak is to shit buy some time. Because like these Democrats, they, they you know, they they done with us. And and, and 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 I mean that in all seriousness, right? They they trying to get rid of us. Those they they are Nazis, and the truest and their eugenics is probably a better word. Come on, the eugenics Nazis tell that shit. And niggas part and nigger politicians yeah. play on it too. Niggas yeah. politicians are part of it too. Stacey yeah. Abrams said this yeah. shit. She said we need to make sure we have abortions. Because the abortions is directly connected to black economics, y'all. So she said, if you worried about inflation, she said, if you worried about how much your gas costs, how much your groceries cost, <laughs> guess how much harder it's going to be when you have an unwanted pregnancy so you can go ahead and abort that baby. And that's coming straight because from you're only family. concerned about the cost of living. You're only concerned about the cost of living because you got children. If you didn't have no fucking kids, you wouldn't worry about the cost of living. And that's not true. Think <laughs> about that for a minute. Just, just think about what the fuck she said. That is that's that's grade straight, A one eugenics. That's straight out of Margaret Sanger's book. Straight Almost out of Planned Parenthood. Now, Bill Gates' daddy being the president. Now, what that's probably guns? why um, Great Day. Yeah. That's probably yeah, why she didn't get the black man vote for that statement. Hell no. Right. That's probably like why the black man didn't vote for that bitch. Hell no. She wicked as shit. Hey, I'm glad they beat her ass. I ain't gonna lie to you. That one made my day right there. Uh, way said, to go, Georgia. Damn. I said, I said she just didn't give a fuck. She made that statement just like. If you aborted your baby, bitch, you wouldn't worry about how much gas costs. Mm-hmm. Okay. God damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she told her how she really felt. And, uh, Absolutely. They told her how they really felt about her ass. We don't have to deal with Stacy. She'll pop back up in two mm-hmm. years. You know. uh-huh. She should be all right, though, because they because all of it is a big-ass money scam. These people making money. You know, hand over, oh, over for real. But yeah, it's a ridiculous amount. You know, politics is a very lucrative business. Absolutely. You know, Why you think I said I want to be a shadow? Why you think I said I want to be a ghost strategist? Nigga, I know uh, the money it's a, it's, it's pumping it's in something money, terrible. Man. It's a lot of money. In <laughs> right. It. You can is, you can get is. a contract, one contract, for maybe like three months worth of work, will probably bring you in more than people making a median income. And, you know, there's you have organizers, you have writers, you have – so it's a whole right. industry within itself right, that's, that's very lucrative. So if right. you got a campaign a that don't raise $50 million mm-hmm. goddamn dollars, that $50 million <laughs> is going somewhere. 
Right. And they said and this was the most expensive midterm ever. Ever, right. That money is going and somewhere. That was, so. That was one of Stacey's hustles. Her her, her hustle was to build the, the infrastructure, so, so-called infrastructure of the black vote within the state. Of now, 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 just think what would happen. A lot now. of money. A lot of money. Hypothetically speaking, you got in this community, and they just woke up and said, you know something? What nothing them saying is true. This shit is empty. Fuck the banner. We're just going to pick up this empty thing and go for what we know and start raising money. Now, just think, mm. uh, just by doing that, you have the potential to raise millions. Hundreds of millions. Hundreds millions of millions. That yeah. you can spend Absolutely. however the fuck you want to. Right. No doubt. You got a report and stuff like that, but they can't tell you who to contract with, who to hire, who to fire, where it should go for. You see what I'm saying? So it's more mm-hmm. aspects to this game than just what we're seeing on TV. Now, don't believe these motherfuckers because they're trying to demoralize you. What they're not telling you is that house is on the verge of flipping. Now, can they rig it? Of course, because they're holding out. So that's what's going on. Deals are being cut. Mm -hmm. You know, deals are being cut, right? Whenever you see that going on, there's a lot of backdoor dealing. Commitments are being made. All of that stuff is going on right now. But if that house flips, it's a total different ball game. So if you look at the news, no, no. they got you focused on fucking Joe Biden, and his decrepit ass ain't even up for an election. He's fucking irrelevant right now. Yeah. The house is where the game is. In it this is. Particular it really cycle. is. They can have the Senate, fuck. But if you get that House, mm-hmm. and then that indicates in 2024, if they're able to flip the House, you're looking at another Republican supermajority, possibly. Yeah. Because that's a trend. The midterm sets the trend and <clears throat> sets it up for the general. They work together. Um, so that, that, that's what the eye is on the House. All of that red wave stuff. We need the Republicans to take over. To buy Basically. some time. Hell yeah. They need the Republicans. <laughs> no, they buy no fucking time, nigga. This is the time. They need to take this shit over. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you um, 100 on that one. Um, I'm we need, we need the yeah, We don't give a fuck. We, we just need the House. We did, I don't yeah, care if it's a wave or a goddamn trickle. As long as like a football game. Take over. If I yes. got 21 points and you got 20, guess what? I fucking win. And the rest of that shit, we can just talk about it on ESPN. And uh, that house needs to flip. Or we no doubt about it. What I'm saying, they they're gonna pull this shit off again. They're gonna pull this shit off with a, a like I said, another COVID situation and all that, mm-hmm. and they'll have control of the house and they'll have control of the Senate. They'll have they'll have you know it, it'd be no stopping. And not speak it'd that shit no, into existence, man. Even though we already know what they're yeah. trying to do, but we just certainly yes. need to flip this shit mentally. Yeah, absolutely. For absolutely. our for these motherfuckers. I, for real, mm-hmm. um. One of the things I saw is that they they want once they open up these investigations, 
about COVID because, you know, um, Fauci's trying to bow out. He's talking about he's retiring in, in December. That's why he's retiring because he know if they get <laughs> when they get in, they'll call in his ass. He has, he's going to be on trial. He's going to be investigated, mm-hmm. right? So he says, I'm, I'm retiring in December. Mm-hmm. So because um, the new house, if, if they win, the new house takes hold in January. So he said, I'm going to retire in December, but you still can be called before a subpoena to in, uh, to to appear for investigation. And they're going to the, force goddamn Pfizer to give us the other 50% of those fucking agreements. They, and those documents. Follow. Come on. That's what I'm talking about, Mr. Lowry. Okay? And the thing that, I'm, that they're talking about that I want to see, that they're saying they're going to bring Dr. Todd McCullough. I don't know if you are familiar with these names, but you should be familiar mm-hmm. with these names. I know I brought them to the show, and we've been playing them on, you know, Bitch You and all that. Dr. Todd McCullough. What's my other one? Uh, my old, uh, the one who invented the mRNA. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of it. He was, he was in that documentary I just played. Him, Dr. Naomi Wolf, all them are going to be basically the counter, the counter evidence. Yes, Robert Malone. Thank you, uh, Ethereum. Dr. Robert Malone, Naomi Wolf, Todd McCullough, all those ones who was, who was out there saying this shit ain't right, this shit ain't safe, all this, all this science is wrong. What you're doing does not add up to, to what's happening out here. And they are going to be the ones who, um, who are going to be main, again, what we call them, testify. They're going to testify in these investigations. And that shit needs to be heard because these people are certified. They legit what they shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Robert Malone used to, used to contract with the Department of Defense. All these vaccines, y'all, is created by the Department of Defense through the military. Pfizer and them ain't shit, but um, distribution companies. Those, those, these, these vaccines are created um, through the military, through the Department of Defense. They, they contract scientists like Dr. Robert Malone and the likes to create the, uh, these vaccines that they then, the military then takes control of, then they pass it off to Pfizer, Moderna, GlaxoKleinSmith, and then they become the distribution arm of it all. Because remember, like we were, like we've been watching, they are part of their bioterrorism, their biodefense weapon, well, you know, department. This is why they use companies or aspects of, of the Department of Defense like DARPA. DARPA with the mRNA technology was made for that program. They just now using it on humans. Okay. So that's why this house got to flip amongst other reasons. Because if the house don't flip, they're going to do it again. And this time they know where they fucked up. They know what they did wrong. They know how to corral information. Because remember, they just got caught with their hand in the cookie jar with the Department of Homeland Security fucking partnering with the tech platforms and the banks to fucking debank you for talking like we talking right now. You understand what I'm saying? 
Of this course. is why they're trying to get yeah, over to the CBD. The <laughs> okay, that's why. That's why they want to hurry up and flip. That's why they want to hurry up and flip shit to a digital <sighs> coin. All right, they already the Fed has already said they got that shit ready to unleash, be unleashed. So if they can go ahead and convert everything to a central bank digitally, when your ass get out of line, when your ass get out of line, then they can debank you, deplatform you, and all that shit. This is why that house got to flip. Because I'm saying there are elements and there are these cracker-ass, these, these, these cracker-ass, fucking white folks who do love their freedom. And we benefit from it. Do yeah. they serious and, about and America? It and they free Kanye. It ties back to right Kanye. And, 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 and basically, <laughs> I, I like the way Don phrased it better than Kanye. Kanye was dancing. Mm-hmm. I like the way Don phrased it straight. And it ties back to him because effectively what he did Leading up to election, mm. he took the Cardi B out of the motherfucking game. I can't parade. I can't parade none of these niggas because Kanye done put that shit on blast. Mm-hmm. So if I if I parade Cardi B and all them out there to to twerk for a vote, she's running right into this full blown goddamn controversy with Kanye pulling the cover off these motherfuckers. That was a powerful mm-hmm. move that he did. Because he took all of them off. They scared to even talk. They ain't getting nowhere near the microphone. Because you know what the white folks going to ask them, right? Do you agree with Kanye? They don't want to be in there because that can destroy their career. Uh, Right. So he he sort of ripped the the blanket off. In that regard, it was a benefit. It it really was. Um, Otherwise, you know, they'd be inundating our community. But... Yeah, it, it, that that House of Representatives need to flip because mm-hmm. Joe Biden is a goddamn madman. Um, these white Democrats have lost their fucking minds, and uh, all of their black minions with them. Mm-hmm. They're out for mm-hmm. blood. Big time. And they don't like us. They hate us. They want to get rid of us badly. And we, you know, hopefully those hillbillies can come out and the county. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and that's just, you know, um, where is that right now? Uh, mm-hmm. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm saying... Uh, uh-huh. I'm replying to Don in the chat. I, mean, I know we have a natural mRNA. We have messenger, a messenger that gets to the RNA and tell it what to do. I'm saying they created a synthetic version of that. That's how mm-hmm. they're delivering the spike proteins into these folks' bodies. And I said, and I do. Robert Malone created the synthetic version of it that they're using. Right, we was just I was just clearing up the okay. um, you didn't say it clear and um Okay. Boss lady assumed that mm-hmm. mRNA, messenger RNA, right on the is mm-hmm. only synthetic 
as if oh, the no, body no. naturally oh. does not have a messenger RNA. So that's who I was typing okay. up. Okay. Gotcha. To let her know mm-hmm. that, okay. no, that nigga didn't make up no fucking mRNA. No, he naturally no, make no, it, he and that, and that mm-hmm. motherfucker made a synthetic messenger it. to override your natural messages <laughs> from your RNA. So they encoded, they encoded and programmed, because all DNA is programmable, they programmed mm-hmm. a whole nother fucking message to go to input in these people's bodies and take over the natural message from your RNA and tell it what the fuck to do. From there, the DNA receives it as well, and that's Mm -hmm. where you get all the fucked up shit. So it basically disarms your, your, it just, you're quite welcome, Jael. It disarms your, um, your immune system and all that type of shit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Another yes. message then came in. It's like a hacker has literally hacked into your fucking computer and changed the natural programming yes. of it, of what yes. your operating system is supposed to be doing. That's all they did. They hacked into the fucking body. Absolutely. And dealing with that bill that they passed, remember that bill we read on the show? They talked yes. about they calling it the... the the moonshot for cancer, when in fact when you mm-hmm. read it, it shows that that gives them the ability now to rewrite the the, um, the cells, your your uh, your genome, to rewrite the human genome. And it, you know what I'm saying? And in, in, in their guides, under the fake guides of looking for the cure for diseases like cancers, and they're using the mRNA technology. That they, that because that's how those just plots, they to were do created. It. That's how they were created. <laughs> so they trying to figure out a way. I'm telling so you, a lot of Don, so Don, a lot of people missed right. that. A lot of people missed that shit when he when they said that the, the that the cells or the genes can be uh, rewritten like circuitry, like computer circuitry. That's yes. literally in the language. That's in the language, yeah. So it is your it is your opening to what we already know is transhumanism. And then you got to ask yourself, look, I don't want to go off topic real quick, but you got to ask yourself why are they so heavily in, in um, pushing transgenderism. Trans, transgenderism is the doorway to cyborg, to, to the human yeah. uh, the crossover. This is why they're pushing the trans uh, transgender agenda so motherfucking hard. To take away fact, your identity. I got, <laughs> I got some shit for y'all. I got some documentaries. I got some shit for y'all. I got the I got the father of the creation of that shit like Black Mirror. Remember that Black Mirror when the two black guys was fucking in fucking each other inside of of the simulation. One was a woman and one was a man and all that shit, the alternative. Well, I got the father of that who literally is a tra- this transgender cat, this man who posing as a woman who created a religion, a cult, a religion based off of this shit, who was a, a contractor with the government. Man, this shit, is, the, the rabbit hole is deep. I, it was very interesting. And I meant to, I forgot about that. I'm, I'm so glad we went into this, see how one door opens another door. So I'll have that for us next Wednesday because you, you'll see why 
transgenderism is being pushed so heavily at this moment in time. Because we know these drag queens and these cross-dressing ass motherfuckers have been around for a long, 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 long time. But it's not now until they want to put it into the mainstream, a.k.a. this is why they're pushing it so heavily within the schools and the children and the baby spaces, right? Because that's the next, of course, that's the next generation up. You have to get the, the younger ones, you know, to accept it as some kind of natural way of being, but it's the trans, trans, the trans, uh, transgender that that crosses over to transhumanism. The you can pattern, be anything. The pattern is following be. through now. The 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 pattern. I I, I tell you, man, if, if Don mm-hmm. ran for a senator president, so we could do a lot of work with her. I tell you. It goes back to what the fuck she said. These people going around stealing people's shit and hijacking it and replacing the natural with their fucked up ass shit. That's what they're doing with the mRNA. That's what they're doing with the sexual thing. It all boils down to we're dealing with a band of goddamn thieves. They're going around stealing people's shit. Then parading mm-hmm. around like it's theirs. Isn't that what the mRNA do? It hijacks your shit and then replaces yep. your shit with their shit. Now, 10 years from now, when ain't none of y'all got no melanin, ah, your kids coming out with burgundy eyes and blue oh. eyes and shit, you're going to wonder how the fuck that happened. That's how it happened. <laughs> they, they, they hijacking people's stuff because they're running out of land. They're running out of land. Our numbers are increasing. Donna mm-hmm. said it many Absolutely. times. Don't believe what they're saying. And they're saying two different things. Like they keep saying we're only 10, 13%. But when you look at the numbers, we've been on an uptrend for a while. Absolutely. The land, <laughs> the land has the resources. They are being squeezed out. Their population is on a decline and has been for a while. It's so bad now. They claim China got all these goddamn people. They done lifted the one baby policy. You can have more than one baby in China now. (laughs) Oh, is that right? (laughs) You can have more than one baby because... Right, their ass is getting melanated the fuck out of existence. They try and figure this shit out. You know, part of it is transhumanism. A lot of it is more eugenics than anything else. Well, transhumanism is for them because they want to yeah. be able to keep living forever. <laughs> <laughs> Why they take your shit, right? I want to forever take your corn, right? Forever. Uh, so uh, they go around hijacking people's shit. That's their whole formula. That's their whole entire. We take their shit and tell them that it's ours. And if they stupid enough to believe that shit, well, hey, they believe it. You know what I mean? That's that's what they're doing. It's following their medicine. If you look at every area, it's that same simple formula 
that Don put in very plain language at the beginning of this conversation. They going around taking people's shit. That's why they trying to con y'all niggas into socialism. That's why they trying to con you into communism. That's why they trying to con, hey, let's all get together on Black Lives Matter. Because all of that ends up to them taking your shit. <laughs> if everything is state control, who the fuck control the state? They do. Right. They do. The, Absolutely. the state ain't the person. It's the person behind the state. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they're taking people's stuff, you know, uh, because they're running out of resources. And, you know, technology is sort of backfired. Right. So as 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 we're producing all of this stuff, there's a limit where you become oversaturated. So now the power that you have before is now diminished. When there was only a hundred Mercedes Benz in the world, they were very valuable. But now produce too many of them. It's gone out of the way. It's too many TVs. It's too many cars. It's too many shoes. It's too many shirts. It's just too many. And it's not that people ain't buying it. It's just the supply is in excess of the demand. So what do they do? They cut your fucking supply off. Isn't that what they're doing? They're cutting the supply. That's true. They're taking away your energy. Then they call it the goddamn reset. They didn't say re-forward. <laughs> no, we said people don't understand, man. I'm like, did you, did, did you hear the old man? The, 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 the man said we're getting ready to shut down all these coal Everything. plants in America. He said we shutting all this shit down. Yeah, we shutting it all down. Yeah. He, he just said that last down. week. He got mm-hmm. real bold. So we shutting all mm-hmm. this shit down all throughout the country. What you think is going to happen, people? America don't have the infrastructure built as of right now to go all uh, solar and wind. That shit ain't, that's not reality. So that means you'll be, I already told you, I already showed y'all, I told you, I told y'all I have $600 gas bill. Mm. The energy price is about to go through the motherfucking roof. Mark my words. You think and I'm don't believe that I know, I know I'm not bullshit because I, I just know what I just had to pay last month. So I know the shit is real. It just ain't hit throughout the rest of the country yet. But it's always starting here in California. That's where they start this shit at. Yeah, California, yeah. Uh, <laughs> other than that, man, if this house don't flip... Uh, you know, to the red area, we're going to have to get out of these blue areas. Right, that's going to be long. We're going to have to have an exodus. I couldn't believe that shit, Mr. Larry. I saw my my my, my, eat, my energy bill, my PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, that's $620 for gas. For gas. Mm. Mm. And my and my lifestyle hasn't changed. I don't do shit. I mean, I don't do anything to have it run up like that. But I already know what that is. Mm-hmm. California starting that shit. Um, um, we're we're um getting rid of 
all gas vehicles by 2035. We want to reduce uh, natural gas and uh, we want to um, reduce Man, natural gas in the state by using us. fucking windmills well, in the 1700s because the shit was, it wasn't adequate in 1715. No. What the fuck make you think a windmill is going to be adequate now with all these toys we got out here? You can't, you, exactly, and you can't, <laughs> this is America. <laughs> you don't have enough infrastructure, you can't build it fast enough so it can support, right. support a country like ours. And solar you, energy you, ain't going to do it, because what happens when your ass rotate the fuck away from the sun? <laughs> Well, we know they got real on fire. Yeah, when we know they got real zero, when we know they got real zero point energy, we know when they got that. We know they got that real shit. But this is for the masses. This is for the everyday folks. That's why I say you can either try to buy your way out of this shit and get your money up so you can have the most options that you can, <laughs> you know, just, or, you know. Now, did you see oh, that clip man. when that white lady <laughs> got on TV and said people didn't know what inflation was until uh, Republicans they started, started, reporting, started saying <laughs> the misinformation. Like, people didn't know man, what inflation Joy was. Reed. That shit was the most condescending shit I've I heard. I said, this bitch, this black bitch said, you you don't know what inflation means. You didn't know what it meant until the Republicans start saying it. Bitch, I know how much these groceries is, though. I know how much it is. They don't even know what it is. She said they made the term up. <laughs> I'm like, I said, hey, man, I was living when Jimmy Carter was here. Well, shit. I know it cost over one hundred dollars to fill up my gas tank. I know that much. Man, shit hitting on one twenty, one thirty. I don't even have. Well, I do got a V twelve. I say I don't even have V twelve. I say it is a V twelve. But um, but yeah, ridiculous. We need to know what's in those fifty percent ingredients that they done shot all these goddamn people up with it, because it got to be the dummy juice in it, right? No. It, it 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 got to be for people not to be having mass outrage at some of the shit that the Joe mm-hmm. Biden says the economy is just fine. I mean, they're laying off thousands. Oh Zuckerberg yeah, Zuckerberg just laid oh, yeah. off Facebook. goddamn half his company. eleven thousand. <laughs> He, he just laid off. Zucky just laid off eleven thousand. Um, um, IBM you. laid off five. Tech companies is always like the when you know a recession is hitting. There's two industries that you look for who have start having a massive layoff. That's the banking, the banking mm-hmm. sector, and that's tech. And tech. Banking and tech. When they start laying off thousands of people, understand. That's when shit about to hit the fan. <laughs> Metaverse didn't work, right? <laughs> they went on. Okay. You see, these people be cooking up all this shit. And all these billions of people, that stuff can't possibly work. But that's a lot of people to lay off. 11,000? 
a lot. For them to be running around talking about everything is just fine. The housing market is officially in a free fall. Free fall. Now, your ass is in an adjustable rate mortgage. I don't know what to tell you. Because oh. nine times out of ten, you should be underwater by now. If you, not, you only get un- well, you you only gonna get underwater if there starts to be mass defaults on residential uh, mortgages. If they start defaulting on residential mar- <laughs> uh, mortgages, you know, that means your property, your equity, they're going to deem how much you're, they're going to slash mm. The, mm. the value of your home. So they have to cover their losses, y'all. You understand what I'm saying? So they're going to, they're going to bring down the value of your home. They're going to eliminate shit like mm. uh, uh, equity lines of credit. They're going to allow it so mm. you can't pull money out of your house. Be That's the only like trapping. That's the only trapping, one of the big trappings that I have when you own a home. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. the banks start cutting those type of programs where you they make it harder for you to pull equity out of your home. When it, when recessions hit, they start eliminating programs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, like I said, your equity line of credit or they or they make they uh, put up more barriers for you to be able to refinance. They gotta they'll mm. make sure that you gotta have A one paper, A one credit to be able to refinance and pull out money out of your home. You see what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, and so, that's gonna cause too. If you're positioned right, but, correctly, but, but this is what you're right, being. So waiting what does for. that look like? Right? So what does that look like? Yeah, that's why I always say during recession, if your money's right, uh, you can you can clean yeah, up. I'm mad at myself because <laughs> my money is tied up. But, mm-hmm. but um, I no, actually they're not tied up. I created a lot of overhead for myself. I'll just put it like that. Mm-hmm. My money's not tied up. It's just now I put out a lot of money. But it's all good. But because um, they're going to slash, because like I said, once people start defaulting on these fucking mortgages, they're going to slash the value by at least by 20%, depending on where you live. Yeah, a lot of. In some places, it's going to be more, like thirty or forty percent. Mm-hmm. But the sad part is because of inflation. That's the. This is the wild part because of inflation. Your dollar doesn't have the same buying uh, purchasing power, right? Unless you got hella money, and that's why institutional, uh, institutional uh, investors are buying up so many single family homes because they'll be able mm-hmm. to make a killing like for real and see yeah, that's how you know the government be in on this shit because if they gave a shit they will say no institutional investors can buy single family residence you can only buy fucking uh commercial property but they won't mm-hmm. do that because they don't mind blackrock vanguard and all them people buying up the shit because then they become your corporate landlords Okay, and this mm-hmm. is how we get to. This is how we get to. You will own nothing and be happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I could tell you what. If these demons get full control over this shit, we're going to be going very quickly into you will own nothing mm-hmm. fucking territory. So people, <laughs> it's going to happen either way. 
See, if the house flip, they just going to go rogue. That's all. Uh, he's going to start um, uh, operating through even more executive rules. They're mm-hmm. going to uh, con the masses into being all riled up even more. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if that house flip, they're going to try to push us into some sort of violence uh, so they could justify bringing in the no, military. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I do that. You know, yeah, uh, absolutely. But, man, that time came 10 o'clock. My time was 10, 11, close 1 o'clock for y'all. That 1 o'clock. And in short, they still cheating, and we don't have no results for y'all tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right. They talking about what, Thursday? What are they talking about, Thursday results. or Friday? They talking about, you know, so one of them, they, they don't stop counting until, they don't stop counting until Saturday. You know? Think about that. Saturday? <laughs> Saturday. Saturday. So we don't have no results tonight. It's on those hot spots that Neff named. And, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, don't let these people demoralize you. Throw all of that red way. All that is proper. It's a pump and dump scam. Meant to demoralize you <laughs> and, and and to take your eyes off of what's really important. And that is to get these demonic-ass motherfuckers the fuck out of office. Out. Out. Get them out. <laughs> they talking about shooting your kids here. up. Did they add that to the uh, before we go? Did they add that to the to the schedule? To the, to the children's schedule with the mRNA. They they recommended it fifteen nothing. The CDC recommended fifteen nothing to put the COVID nineteen vaccine on the childhood schedule. Now. This is why your governors are your governors are important because your governors are the ones who institute that they're gonna put that on the childhood schedule. That's why governor governor Damn. races are very important. Yeah. I tell you one place they won't be doing it in Florida. Florida. Won't be doing that <laughs> shit in Florida. In Florida. I can tell you that much. Shout out to Ron DeSantis, man. Florida yeah. is the freest one of the freest States in the union, mm-hmm. it just is. It just mm-hmm. is. And and all the of it ain't you know is just that our election system, especially in the black communities, are rigged. Part of it is us. Part of it is they stole our election systems. So some mm-hmm. of that you're seeing coming out the black community is not us. And that pattern is falling. I'm seeing that. Mm-hmm. But because remember now, mm-hmm. I've been saying some of this shit that's happening in the community mm-hmm. is being provocateur by agents. Mm-hmm. That this is going across Absolutely. the board. You know, um, so some of that is not us. And we really got to yeah. stop letting these people put that shit on us. And we have to start pushing back on these uh, negative stereotypes, you know, because just as many white Mm -hmm. people sit on their ass and don't vote as black people, you know. uh, Mm. But these negative stereotypes got to stop because I listen to Kanye's words very carefully, and that's Mm -hmm. exactly what the fuck he's saying. These people are writing scripts. And we're accepting it as organic. 
and it's not. Mm-hmm. They're forcing it on us, and we got to get their shit back. So we'll see there how it goes. is, y'all, man. I guess Saturday. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> right. right. I guess right. Well, we should know so we should know something by, by Thursday. I guess no later than Saturday, right? No later than Saturday, but on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, shout out! It was good to see you, Jael, man. Jael was in the building Jael. tonight. It was very good to see. I've seen Jael in, in, in around these parts in a, in a good while. Um, mm-hmm. Good to see you, brother. Um, and so, and it's interesting. Like I said, you talk about free states in the union, the freest states in the union. To me, there's no coincidence. Look what people are migrating to. Um, uh, the people mm-hmm. are migrating to Florida. Mm-hmm. They are migrating to Texas. Um, the other ones mm-hmm. are moving to Wyoming, Montana, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, fucking Utah and Idaho. So that's what, that's what, that's what people are migrating to. Do people you know live what I'm saying? in They do. <laughs> Should Kanye live in Wyoming? Should he live in Cody, mm. Wyoming? He got the fuck out of L.A., huh? <laughs> Hell, yeah. He got out. I mean, you know, he, he run his business back and forth. He's flying back and forth. But it, I've been to, mm-hmm. to damn, see, Jael said my cousin moved to Montana. I tell you, mm-hmm. hey, Jael, because, you know, I was um, within these next couple of years, I'm going to be um, making my uh, transition mm-hmm. over to another state, too. And I have thought about, yep. I have thought about Montana. I have thought about Utah. And mm. um, and, and that, but I said Man, I just can't deal with cold. Damn, uh, what you call those people I mean, in Utah? Is it Mormons and shit? Them motherfuckers crazy shit. 